What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 242 for the week of July 3rd, 2022. The title of this episode is Halo.API Shuts Down and Ascend Become Champions. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man whose laptop finally upgraded to Windows 11, unbeknownst to him. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Tuesday evening? I'm doing all right. Yeah, I had a little uh, computer crisis <laughs> just before we started. I, uh, you know, it's like 5.10, 5.15, and it was like, there's an update that you just need to restart your computer for. And I pressed the button. Like, and you know, it'll take five minutes. Mm -hmm. And no, it decided to totally upgrade to Windows 11 without me even knowing. It took an hour and 45 minutes to finish. It literally finished at like 6.59 right before we uh, went live. Right before we so started. I have my computer back at least. You do. We're not, we're not doing paper today. Yeah. You know, I was going to go old school with it, but no, I have the laptop back and we're good to go. How about, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm I, tired as all hell, but I have a joke to start things off. I, I see off. you have the, the dad joke book back out. I do. We don't really do the after show anymore. So I have this joke book. I have one that I want to open with because uh, we're the, the show, I was talking to Will before we started do, like before we started tonight, and the show is going to be like a roller coaster. It's going to have some ups, some downs. It's going to go. Um, so, like, you know, while we start things off with a little chuckle and, uh, I'll tell you a joke. So last night, my wife and I watched three. Now this, this is old. Okay. Okay. So last night, my wife and I watched three DVDs back to back. Luckily I was the one facing the TV. Wonderful. I saw something online the other day. Um, so now I don't know if the youngsters out there know, uh, what VHSs are. Okay. <laughs> but I saw something online the other day about like the, please be kind rewind. Yeah. You know, Where, did you rewind will? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. All right. I was also a person who rewound. Yeah. That's VHS tapes before returning them to the blockbuster. You you were a blockbuster person. I was a blockbuster person until Hollywood video had game crazy. And I'm like, Oh yeah. shit. I, I was always a, was it a Hollywood video? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was, there was Hollywood video blockbuster. And then there was another one between the two of them. Really? Mm. I don't remember the name of that one though. Me either, but it doesn't matter. Will, do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the sure. show? What do we got? Uh, on this week's episode, we have Halo.API shutting down at the end of the month. We're going to talk about that and the um, the announcement that they put out. Um, HCS Orlando and Halo World Championship event and ticket information has released. F fucking finally. Um, tournament announcements and recaps, of course, as we always do. Our, we have two topics this week, one of which is HCS Valencia recap, and the second of which is whether or not stats matter because... We're going to have fun with that suite. Um, we have an update on how fixing desync is going in Halo Infinite. In other words, it's not. And Halo Infinite Network co uh, campaign co-op flighting is coming actually very soon. And with some promising things as well. Things I'm actually looking forward to. 
So without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive news. Um, I should say, I'm going to try to go through this stuff as quickly as I can, but please know that this episode is probably going to be a longer one. So just strap in. Um, I haven't said this in a while, but, you know, grab some snacks, get something to drink, make sure you already went to the bathroom, or take us with you, you know, if you're watching on your phone or whatever, you know. In the car. Bring us over to the shitter, too. We'll hang out. It'll be a fun time. We don't have to smell it, so it's even better for us. But, you know, it's, it might be a long episode, so strap it. It's going to be fun. Let's fucking get into it. Potential Halo Chamber LAN. It's by Halo Chamber. We're thinking of hosting a UK LAN the week before Worlds. Three days of LAN for scrims, accommodating eight-plus teams at a time, and a weekend tournament on a stage. Top NPCs and 240 hertz monitors provided in the venue. The purpose is to prepare players for LAN and to uh, give a cheap boot camp option. Yes or no? Well, obviously our answer is yes, and anybody who answers no to that doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Moving on. All right, here's the fucking downer of the situation. Halo.API is shutting down uh, July 31st. This is by Keith Horwood of Halo.API, and I'm going to read their entire statement. Um, Dear Halo community, friend, and fans, we come to you today with some news we tried our hardest to avoid sharing. In lieu of major changes to our Halo business, Halo.API and all Halo.API-powered services, overlays, fan sites, Discord bots, and Twitch bots will be shutting down as of July 31st, 2022. We are proud of what we accomplished with your help. As far as we can tell, Halo.API is the largest organized developer community in the gaming industry, but we cannot keep supporting it entirely on our own. The summary is that it's expensive in time, effort, and money, for our small team to keep the Halo API and developer community running. And without official support from Microsoft, it's not tenable to keep it operational. We want to be clear that we have spent months trying to figure out a solution with the community team at 343 Industries, and they did their best to try to support us. They are unable to move forward due to policy and compliance issues at Microsoft around how player data is used. While it is unlikely to change anything, we would love to hear from you. If, you've had, if you have had a positive experience with our services, please do not hesitate to tweet hashtag SaveHalo.API with words of encouragement. Though there may not be an impact today, your words may help uh, Microsoft prioritize these efforts in the future. We will be ready to help if and when that opportunity presents itself. We're going to use this shutdown announcement to cover four topics. One, our impact to help you understand how the Halo.API shutdown may affect you. Two, our background, to give you a sense of how Halo.API and autocode came to be. Three, our future, what the shutdown of Halo.API entails. And four, supporting us, how we, uh, how, ca- how we can make the shutdown a positive learning experience. So the impact. If you're a Halo fan, you've almost certainly interacted with a Halo.API-powered service. Our vision from the get-go was to work toward the heyday of the Halo meta, where people competed and shared their stats via Bungie.net. I personally spent hours hunting medals and comparing stats with friends in college, only this time there was a whole new surface area of integration and software as a result of the explosions of both Discord and Twitch. A non-exhaustive list of the services we provide and power include custom overlays used by Ubernick, MintBlitz, and dozens of others, Halo.info stats, HaloTracker.com, HaloMetals.com, HaloDataHive.com, SpartanRecord.com, LeafApp.co, TrueAchievements.com, Halo South Africa, the Halo.API Twitch bot and Discord bot, 
the ha- the API beyond Halo D- uh, behind Halo Dbot used in the official Halo server. Halo 5 map and mode files from Forge Hub and Halo Esports GG. Our background. If you're deep in the Halo community, then you've already quite familiar with the impact of Halo.API as we've just outlined and the work Alexis Zenny has done to support it. You might be a little bit less familiar with AutoCode. Myself and the rest of the team that has spent many hours behind the scenes working to serve the Halo web and developer community. First, an introduction to AutoCode. The summary of our business is we make it really easy to build apps and webhooks that connect APIs together. We host everything from websites to GitHub apps to Discord bots and more. In 2021, we saw a huge spike in Discord bot development and quickly became the top way to build custom Discord bots on the web. We jumped from hundreds of MAU to 10,000 plus within months. Immediately, requests for integrations with games, Roblox, Minecraft, Apex Legends came pouring in. We're a small team of seven people. We couldn't cover every gaming API request. We made the decision to pick just one title and see if we could build a business around it. Our thesis developed. Web and developer community represent the next evolution in gaming engagement, and we can help game studios provide incredible web and developer community experiences. Now an introduction to me. My name is Keith, and I'm the founder and CEO of AutoCode. I'm also a longtime fan of the Halo franchise. Davey Wavy. Having started with CE on land in my dorm room and my top time investments uh, coming later on in the franchise via Reach and Halo 4. Our resident artist, designer, and front-end developer, Scott, was a college roommate of mine. Together, we spent hundreds of hours dominating pubs on Valhalla, Hemorrhage, and Ragnarok. Halo was a core ingredient in both our friendship and identity. My personal favorite addition to the franchise was weapons, spree medals, and Reach. We competed on who could collect the, uh, the most Be the Bullet medals. Suddenly, Scott and I had a compelling reason to combine business with pleasure. We leapt on the opportunity. We knew Halo Infinite was launching later in the year. I immediately slid into Bravo's Twitter DMs and asked him if he would consider helping. He was following me due to a Halo MCC API I had popularized as a side project in early 2020. We chatted and he agreed to help conduct research around Halo and see if specializing in providing a great web and developer community experience would be worthwhile. We spent three months conducting research from August to October 21. Results were astounding. Developers felt ignored. Streamers felt undertooled. Fans felt that the Halo web experience was suffering. Immediately, Scott and I devised a plan of action with Andy. We would bring back the heydays of the Halo meta where Bungie.net dominated the time we all spent online comparing stats. We would build a web and developer community experience in the Halo franchise truly deserved. During this research, we met Alexis, Zenny, and discovered Halo.API. Alexis has done a phenomenal job building a custom Halo Infinite API for the beta flights and clearly had more social media clout than Scott and I. However, it was costing him a lot to keep Halo.API alive. The more we talked to each other, the more excited we got. We agreed to partner with him and absorb the costs of running the service for the benefit of the Halo community. Halo.API turned from a side project into a full-time job, and Alexis joined forces with Scott, myself, and the rest of the AutoCode team in late 21. The rest, as they say, is history. Our future. The decision to shut uh, Halo.API down hasn't been taken lightly. 
We have done everything in our power to turn it into a sustainable business. However, and not for lack of trying, 343 Industries has not been able to engage with us in a meaningful way due to resource, policy, and compliance issues. We've now spent thousands of hours and much more money than some may consider reasonable in support of a community we love and want to see thrive. I do not regret this investment. In business, sometimes things simply don't work out your way. We took a shot and did our best. In spite of loving the community, supporting the work further is not tenable. And we have had to come to the painful decision that Halo.API and all associated services will shut down as of July 31st, 2022. Practically, this means that as of July 31st, all websites and services dependent upon Halo.API will need to be shut down, modified, or migrated to other solutions. As we've been the primary source of API support for the community, we are not aware of any other uh, high-fidelity solutions at the moment, but we'll keep you posted. And finally, how to support. This shutdown may be an unfortunate road bump, but we don't believe this is the end of the story. We hope this is simply a learning experience to grow from, and we want to keep the opportunity to work with Halo on the table in the future. We love the community, and we have enjoyed our experiences even if they have not ended in the outcome we had hoped for. We have new initiatives we have planned on working on. Online file share, new creator tools, better community tools, to usher in a stronger, healthier Halo community. If our work is important to you as a fan, we would love you to make your voice heard on social media with hashtag SaveHalo.API. While unlikely to have an impact today, we hope the right people see it to help things move forward in the future. If you decide to, sh if you decide to share words of support, please focus on positive messages about your experiences with Halo.API. Feel free to let both the Halo and Xbox teams know how much you care. When one door closes, another opens. We appreciate all your support and hope to see the Halo community thrive. And again, that's from Keith Horwood of AutoCode and Alexis uh, Biz of Halo Diet API. Before we move on to other news stories that we have, uh, I just want to say that this really, really sucks. Um, like we won't have Halo, uh, Halo Data Hive won't have automated results for scrims, for tournament results, for whatever it may be. You're not even going to be able to see your personal stats there anymore. That's just one example, right? When when Halo Waypoint got updated, when the website got updated, uh, all Halo 5 files were removed. The links don't work anymore. Like, you can't find Halo 5 custom game files on Halo Waypoint any longer. So, Forge Hub was how you would get those. You would go to Forge Hub, you would find the map or the game mode that you'd like, and they would include a link to download it directly from there. That won't exist anymore. It's, and again, those are two examples. And the, ex the examples just continue. I was, uh, when this announcement was made, it to me it felt like it came out of the blue. But obviously things cost time and money. I completely understand the reasoning. And I also I also loved how they included that they they had tried to work with 343 on this, but they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because of parent company Microsoft. But the thing that irks me probably the most about this is that we, we talk about all the time how Infinite is missing this, Infinite's missing that, blah, 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 blah. But the thing that really gets to me still to this day, and I bitched about it back when the game launched, 
is that there's still no match history on Waypoint. If you go to your service record, and the, and the reason why I'm bringing this up now, again, is because you had a service record for five. You had a service record for four. You had a service record for three. You have a service record for MCC. Like, you're able to view your stats and your matches played, the enemies you played off against, the map and mode combinations that you played, the playlist that you were in. You were able to see all that on Waypoint for previous titles in the franchise. But for Infinite, you can't. It'd be one thing to me if there was another option available. If if 343 had developed something internally to provide you the same information, that'd be one thing. But as of right now, and that's key, as of right now, they don't. And the fact that the autocode and Halo.API uh, crew the fact that they need to go this route of shutting their services down because they're just a not getting any support from that side again, mainly because of big daddy Microsoft and also things cost time and money. And they like, it's just not tenable. Like they stated in their statement, it's sad. It's really fucking sad. I loved being able to go back and look through tournament statistics on halo data hive. We have them in our show all the time. Scrim results as well. Now what Halo Data Hive has to do is they have to be like readily available to get that information as the series, as the game happens live. And that in and of itself is not tenable. Like I wouldn't expect them to do that. I really, really hope that in the near future. Now we're going to talk about the desync bullshit later too, but I hope that in the near future, that something gets done where something internally can be built. An internal API can be built for infinite. And then third party people within the community can take over that, take it and use it for what they will. And if not, if not the second part of that, all I hope is that something internally gets built and is on waypoint at the bare minimum. When 343 states that they can't do it due to compliance issues with Microsoft and sharing uh, player data, I get it to an extent. I, I do. I get it to an extent. Um, and that's why I'm putting emphasis on 343 building something in-house. Because it's their data that they're collecting, right? Under the Microsoft umbrella. So as long as just something gets built in-house internally, then that should obviously fall within the compliance. Um, because they're not sharing it to anybody else out there. They're not sharing it to third-party API tools. But this just sucks. This is... It's a big fucking downer. On just a, a, a on just a pile of things that have been happening, just 
we all want to see this game succeed. You know? We all want to see the population skyrocket in terms of people playing it. We want stats to be easily accessible. The things that the community makes, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm a halo boomer right now, but like ever since, I mean, we had it with montaging back in the day. It's not as relevant as it is, as it was back then, but like gaming communities as a whole love to create really cool shit for the games that they play for the games that they love, right? Whether it be fan art, whether it be cosplay, whether it be integrating with API services, creating maps, creating modes, having conventions, whatever it may be, people love creating for the games and the franchises that they love. And Halo is obviously no different. And Halo has been in a rough state for a while. And Infinite was supposed to be that shining beacon to bring it, to bring everybody back together. It was going to have the best of both worlds, the best of modern, the best of classic. And for, the foundation is set, right? It does play well. But it's just plagued with issues too. And 343 have come out and said that they need to move slow before they're able to move fast. Clearly, development did not go the way that they envisioned. Things had changed. People were brought in. People left. It's the nature of the beast. This is just another blow. And not only is it a blow, but it's a blow to a service that affects so many other services and so many people playing and watching and listening to the game that you may not even realize. This isn't just about the competitive side with stats and everything. I mean, they even said it in their statement as well. They, they literally power a bot in the official Halo Discord server. And that's no longer going to be a thing. And again, just one singular example. The, the, again, the thing that blows my mind is that this may mean that you're not going to be able to get Halo 5 files anymore. Now people may come back and be like, well, Halo 5 is a dead game. I mean, I'm seeing kind of a resurgence online to be like, bring me back to the Halo 5 days, you know? Classic Halo cycle. It is. But like, where am I going to get those files? I have no fucking idea. And frankly, I don't know if they're going to be able to be retrieved anymore once this change happens. So I'll end it with this. To the autocode and Halo.API crews, thank you all so much for what you've done. Thank you for being passionate about, about this franchise. Thank you for choosing this franchise. And all I can hope is in the near future or just in the future in general that the franchise loves you back. I hope we get to a point where development is at a state where things can be done quickly, efficiently. And that passion that you guys have for this franchise that we all love still burns bright. And hopefully this API gets developed internally and you guys can take it from there. I really, really fucking hope so.
Anything you want to add, Will? Nope, I'm good. All right. Before I move on to the next news story, I want to give a shout to Dave. Davey Wavy. It's been so long since I've been able to watch a live show and enjoy the shenanigans. Toast, my brothers. Much love. Toast to you. Toast to you, Dave. Thank you so much for, what is that, 26 months of a resub. You, sir, get a woo and a drink. Next news story. The HCS Orlando Major. This is by the HCS. I tried to trim things down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just fucking bullet point go through this, okay? September 23rd through the 25th. It's in Orlando. It's a major global Twitch and YouTube for the broadcast. Uh, spectator tickets are available right now. Team passes will be available on August 15th. Uh, 4v4 prize pool starts at $250,000. Wow. And the FFA prize pool is $5,000. The top 12 teams. This is key. This is key here. The top 12 teams from Orlando will qualify for Worlds. HCS Orlando will feature the standard major format. It includes an open bracket, pool play, champ bracket, and a free-for-all. Now, aside from the 16 pool play qualified teams, two teams from each region, eight total, will earn travel coverage to the Orlando major through the HCS Open Championships. These eight teams will play through the open bracket. Australia and New Zealand will not have an open championship. Those two spots will be claimed at the Australia, New Zealand regional finals. While all teams are eligible to register for the open championships, only the top 16 North American EU teams and the top eight Mexico teams with the most HCS points will be invited to compete. So again, this was like leading into um, Kansas city. Okay. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. It's basically the same process like Kansas city was. Um, no HCS points will be earned through the Open Championship itself. And then to see the ladders, go to hcs.ee.gg. Uncle Pumpy, back in the chat, says, Can't wait for Orlando. Got three VIP tickets for me and my friends. Congratulations, man. Hope you enjoy it. Tournament dates for the Open Championships. North American, EU, and Mexico are from August 27th to the 28th. So basically a month before Orlando. And registration will go live at a later date. For three-day tickets for general admission, you get entrance into the event for the entirety of the tournament. You get access to compete in the free-for-all tournament at no extra charge. It's 50 bucks, and they're available right now. And then the VIP three-day tickets, uh, you get early entry into the venue. Um, you get a dedicated entry line at check-in, access to the VIP lounge and private bar, which is hopefully better than the last two events. Limited edition VIP credential. It's a fucking badge. Uh, exclusive production tour with batch backstage access and onstage photo opportunity. It was definitely better in KC than it was at Raleigh. They definitely improved that. Yeah. Um, you get early access to the free for all competition check-in 30 minutes before general admission. There are surprise exclusive giveaways. Uh, VIPs will earn the grand finals exclusive Twitch drop uh, without having to watch the grand finals. And it'll be a hundred dollars. And those are available right now as well. Um, team passes will be available on August 15th. Like I said before, there will be four channels for broadcasts, both on Twitch and YouTube. That is forward slash Halo, Xbox, HCS Red, HCS Blue, and uh, Halo Esports for YouTube, obviously. Twitch drops, they'll be available all weekend long, but they'll be announced later. They are not 
Uh, they have not been announced as of yet. And then the FFA tournament. It'll uh, Orlando will feature a $5,000 FFA open to all attendees, and it'll be on Saturday, September 24th. Competitors who win the online FFA qualifiers ahead of the event will also earn travel coverage to compete in the FFA at the Orlando. And registration will open at a later date. And then we have Worlds. October 20th through the 23rd, but spectators, spectators only from October 21st through the 23rd. Again, it's in Seattle. It's a world championship. It's invite only. It'll be on Twitch and YouTube for the broadcast. The spectator tickets are available right now. The prize pool starts at $1 million. And again, the FFA prize pool is $5,000. Kind of wish that was a little more, but it is what it is. Tournament format. Worlds will feature a 16-team pool play into double elimination championship bracket. For qualification, the top 12 placing teams from Orlando, regardless of region, regardless of region, will qualify for pool play. That's fucking cool. Play-in stage. The top two placing teams from each region outside of the top 12 at Orlando, HCS points will be used as a tiebreaker, will be invited to an eight-team play-in bracket at the World Championship. The top four placing teams from that play-in will join the other top 12 teams in pool play, therefore being 16 teams. Pool play is four groups of four round robin. The top two teams from each pool will advance to the champ bracket, and the bottom two teams will be eliminated from the tournament. No second chances. You fuck it out. But the champ bracket is double elim, best of five, until the grand finals only, which is best of seven. Huh. Okay. I would have preferred, just like a slight criticism, what I would have preferred, because this is the world championship, is if I'm fine with best of five, but winner final, loser final, grand final, I would prefer best of seven. Uh, I can get with that. Yeah. Little more, little more at stake, you know, plus it's your, your biggest event of the year. Yeah. You might want those final games to go just a little bit longer. Keep, keep the viewers around, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You, you literally have the best, what four teams at that point. Yeah. So hell yeah. Tickets and team passes, general admission, three-day tickets include entrance into the event for the entirety of the tournament, access to compete the free-for-all at no extra charge, it's $75, and they're available now. And then VIP, three-day, obviously, $250. Here's what you get. Early entry into the venue on Friday, dedicated entry line and check-in, access to the VIP lounge and private bar, and this better be the fucking greatest private bar in the world. <laughs> oh my God. Um, exclusive production tour uh, with backstage access and onstage photo opportunity. Um, that includes a rundown of the venue and all that stuff. Early access to the free for all competition. Check-in 30 minutes before general admission chance to win exclusive surprise. Ex- Chance to win exclusive surprise, exclusive giveaways. All the exclusive. 
You get 10% off on HCS apparel and merchandise. That did come in handy at KC. VIPs will earn the Grand Finals exclusive Twitch drop without having to watch the Grand Finals, of course. You get early access to the merch store on Friday. You get an exclusive VIP swag bag, including a Halo World Championship poster, which I hope doesn't get crumpled up. You know what? I'm going to say this. And I thought about this. I'm going to say this. If you're giving people a poster, I don't think it's going to happen, but if you're giving people a poster, this is what I hope you do. You're charging $250 for VIP. I really hope that you're giving away like poster containers, like the cardboard, you know, just the tubes. Like you just have them in there and you hand them out. That's what I hope you have. I don't think it's going to happen. Let's be real here. But for $250, I'd like that. These people are flying in. You know, Dave's worried about it. He knows. I don't fucking want my poster crumpled up. There's an exclusive VIP meet and greet with 343 and guest celebrities. I think The Rock's going to be there. I'm just kidding. Fuck, fuck final. Uh, you get an exclusive chance to win a VIP 343 studio tour package. The tour would occur on, uh, would occur on Monday, October 24th, 2022. And the winner can bring a plus one for a total of two guests. HCS will not provide additional hotel or flight for the winners. The time of the tour is subject to 343 availability and will be confirmed once the winner is selected. You have an activity fast pass, playable stations, signings, and panels. So there is a lot more involved there than previous majors. Again, four streams across Twitch and YouTube, uh, forward slash Halo, Xbox, HCS Red, HCS Blue, along with Halo Esports on YouTube, obviously, and then Twitch drops will be a thing. Now let's talk about what that shit actually means for tickets here. Tickets for Orlando Major and Halo World Championship 2022. This is by the HCS. Also, welcome back, Katana. Good to see you. Halo Fest Reborn. At the center of the Halo World Championship experience is the biggest and most prestigious tournament of the year. It's critically important to us, however, that the event feel welcome to Halo fans, whether you enjoy social multiplayer, the rich story and lore, the epic campaigns, and everything in between. In spirit, we want the Halo World Championship to feel like a Halo Fest of sorts, the destination each year that has something for all Halo fans where you can play Halo with your friends and family, hear the latest news, and take part in fun activities. While we're still locking in all the details and what you can expect, here's a brief glimpse into some of the extra activities taking place at the Halo World Championship that you'll be able to take part in. Development panels, cosplay contest, artist panels, meet and greet with members of 343, partnered team and sponsor booths. Is Optic going to have a fucking booth? Please? Free play Halo Infinite land stations and special guest appearances and signings. This is just the start, and in the coming months, we'll be growing this list and, ex- and adding to the experience. Additionally, we look to build on the experience year over year and hope to deliver unforgettable memories to share as a global Halo community under one roof. VIP experience upgrades. For the event VIPs, uh, we're also upgrading the experience in multiple key areas, including viewing experience, exclusive commemorative items, and experiential opportunities, and much more. Um, We already talked about 
basically all that you're getting there. But again, you get an activity fast pass for playable stations and signings and panels. Um, and you actually have an opportunity to be a judge for the cosplay contest. So there's that. And then speaking of the cosplay contest, for the first time in an official HCS event, we'll be hosting a cosplay contest. The Halo community's creativity and dedication to their craft knows no bounds, and we couldn't think of a better way to celebrate. While full rules are still on the way, we wanted, uh, we wanted to signal that the contest was happening as soon as we could so that cosplayers could prepare. Additionally, the contest has a $5,000 prize pool and will feature multiple judging stages for members of 343 Industries and Luminaries in the Halo community. Be on the lookout for more details in the coming weeks and months. And that's it for the competitive news. Yeah, I told you it was going to be a long one. Will, that means it's time for the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. Just a few this week. Just a few. Daily tournaments, First Blood and Z League. Wednesday, July 6th, the HCS FFA Series EU. Saturday, July 9th, we have the Pioneers Community Night 2v2. And then on Sunday, July 10th, we have the Halo Mexico 2v2 Tournament, HCS Open Series for Australia, New Zealand, EU, and NA, and the HCS Mexico Regional Qualifier. That's it for your upcoming turns of the week, presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. Holy fucking shit, it's King J. <laughs> what? Hi, oh. what are you doing here? I mean, I appreciate it, but like, what? Yo, thanks for the follow too. What the fuck is going on? Hashtag save halo.api. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. How are you doing? Seeing the stream, just wanted to check it out. Oh, hell yeah. Welcome. Good to see you. Will, King J made it. Yeah. So what do we got next? Rustermania. Just one piece of news in Rostermania so far this week. We all know it's been crazy. Lots of players ending up with uh, different scrim teams, but who knows where all these players are going to land. We do have one team here. It's Team Reclaimer. It's going to be Valkyrie, Shabby Dagger, Nemains, and Milzy coming they played, together. They played in Valencia. They did. As well. Um, so we're not going to get into the whole fucking... There's a reason why I didn't include it in the show. Okay, the whole, oh, look, could be the new potential phase roster. Holy shit. There's nothing confirmed yet. There's literally nothing confirmed yet. I'm not going to sit here and speculate. Yeah, that team would be dominant slayers. absolutely. fucking lootly. I'll say that. But like. We just don't know. We don't know. It's, it's tough. You could speculate yeah. on a lot of things. Yeah. You could put a lot of things out into the ether, but we really don't know what's happening yet. Yeah. And as we, as we've kind of learned is that contracts are kind of a bitch to buy out. So <laughs> who knows what's going to happen there. And Spartan man, good luck to you on that bench. Shall we get to some scrims, my man? Yeah, that's, that's all we have for roster media. Let's move over to some recaps. King J says hashtag free Sparty. <laughs> we've discussed that multiple times. Um, not going to get into it again. I have one scrim for you because I'm not going to talk about that I'm not going to talk about that potential phase thing. Okay. But I did want to highlight one here. G1 again with boo boo doo boo. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I'm talking about this is because 
Booba's been playing with G1 for a little bit longer than a, than a day. You know what I mean? Sure. So, again, nothing's confirmed yet there, but at least that one's been a little more consistent. So we'll see what happens there. Yo, what the fuck? King J with the fucking sub. Thank you so much. You get a woo. Thank there's you. all the emotes. There's the emotes. Thank you so much, man. Holy shit. That's crazy. Um, But G1 went up against Sentinels. Now we know, we know about the supposed potential turmoil within the Sentinels roster with the whole lethal situation and the potential renegade situation and all that shit and how that may, may or may not have did, I mean, didn't go through if it was going to be a thing, but G one beat Sentinels 10, seven in a scrim. Now we know scrims don't mean anything, but they did do that. They did. And I wanted to highlight that they did that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough for me to feel like Sentinels would have turmoil just for the fact that they've always been like, get down to business, right? Yeah. Like this, this is business. This is our jobs. We're going to execute and win. Yeah. I, I don't know how much that's actually playing into their, their gameplay or maybe it is. I just don't know that this, at this point in time. Right. Uh, since Jay, if you're still here, I want to ask you a question. Um, so the whole BBG scenario or situation that happened there, uh, do you have, do you have any idea of what's happened? Like, what, how are you doing? What, what's going on with you? I'm not <laughs> like, I'm, we're not looking for tea or anything like that, but like, you know, when that announcement happened, I'm like, oh shit, that's, that fucking sucks. And so yeah, if you wanted to share anything, feel free to not going to harp on it, but just wishing you the best. That's all. Yeah. Also, I do want to say as well. Uh, fucking said I'm vibing, had multiple teams approach me trying to find a team, to, uh, time to scrim with everyone doing good though. Hey, that's good to hear. Yeah, for sure. And I also want to say that it was hilarious. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it was you and Royal two, um, like talking with snake bite, uh, during an open series, I think stream, like you guys were doing watch parties for it. One of the, f- just one of the most hilarious things that I've witnessed in terms of competitive halo, just banter back and forth. Like they talked about, they talked about like Royal two old school videos that he was in. And I'll be, I, I, I don't think we got links to any of that, but it was hilarious. The things that were talked about. Um, so good shit. The trio cast with us three is unmatched. Absolutely. It was phenomenal. So please keep that shit up because that's, I talked about it when we were the post KC show. We'll get to the tournament league recaps in a second. Um, I just want to, because Jay's here, I want to utilize the time. Um, That's the thing that I loved the most, like after KC was having more than one pro player within the scene, like talking to one another during a watch party, during a scrim, whatever it may be. And just hearing that behind the scenes stuff, not within game, you know, you guys talked about how you guys grew up with one another and you, and how you guys were really good friends back in high school and whatnot. And it's, it just brings, everybody knows the pro player, right? But that's something that we love is when you peel back the curtain a little bit and you get to learn more about the person themselves. That's, Really, really, really fucking cool. So, um, 
And Jay, that's that's not a problem. He says you don't get much insight into gameplay, but you get comedy with us. And that's that to me is sometimes even more important because the gameplay can kind of speak for itself in some ways, right? You can watch the gameplay. You, sometimes people just watch streams for gameplay, whatever it may be. But hearing you guys talk about not just the game itself, but talking about experiences you guys had growing up with one another and just that's always really cool because I feel, especially when within competitive Halo, you don't get to hear much about that. So thank you for doing that. Appreciate that. Will. Yeah. I only had the one scrim I want to talk oh, about okay, because I'm perfect. not going to speculate over rosters that may or may not even become a thing. Sure. Sure. Um, but Hey, that team would be cool. It would be. Who the fuck knows? What do we got for the tournament league recaps for the last week? Of course. We'll start off with the Halo Rec League FFA series. This is their second series. And we have our wick, wick, week six leaders. I'm just wick, wick. running words together here. In 10th place, we had Big Dog 2324. In 9th is Snake HT. Tied for 7th is Deedle FPS and Finisher 13. In 6th is Vicious Vance. 5th went to a Generic. 4th, Steph Slaps. 3rd is Bane 117. 2nd, Golden Guy 333. And in first place is Hades P1. So uh, we have one more week left, as we were informed last week about. Yeah, when I we thought this, up. we thought this was going to be the final. So we'll see where things go after uh, with one week left of competition. Hell yeah! Next up, we have the Knights Arena Weekly Halo Infinite Four v Four results. In third, fourth, we have Sauna's Finest Street and Street Runners. Second went to Pittsburgh Knights, and first went to CN, taking it home. Next up, Wild West Wednesday, 2v2 results. In third, fourth, we have uh, Cole Rush and T. Second went to Zex Sucks. And first is Pending. Next up here, the Esports Arena Series E results. In fourth place, we had Crowd Pleasers, which was Kratos, Tony, Avenue, and um, Ikshana. Third went to BBG, Aperture, Mines, Nemesis, and Neighbor. Second, Fnatic, Septify, Super CC, Jazeera, and Rami. And then Halo 5 Guardians took first place with Druck, Collect, Eco, and Manny. So a little uh, team spliced together, you could say. Ooh. Spliced. Spliced. Together. Lamau. <clears throat> also, I find it hilarious that neighbors like, hey, I may be like part of BBG, but I can play too, bitch. He just hopped in there. He's, he's not a player for the team, but... I thought that was He funny. jumped in. Yeah, he did. Go ahead. All right. Next up, the HGS series, a uh, free-for-all series, as Josh likes to. Yes. <laughs> I got to throw that in there every once in a while. Uh, for Australia New Zealand. So in fourth place. These are for last week. So like the not the ones that happened yesterday. This was last week. So a week from yesterday. Yes. A week from Monday the 4th. Yes. Correct. So still in June. Correct. June 27th. It says the date it does. right at the top. It does. But for the, for people listening and or watching, I just like don't want people confused. Be like, that's not who won this week. You're right. It's who won yep. last makes, week. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. In fourth place, we had Bandit. Third went to... Uh... <laughs> no. Riddlebibbity? <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Sways is second. And then Ryu in first. <laughs> Is that, yeah, that's exactly what went into my brain. Yep. 
All right, for Mexico, again, from June 27th, in fourth place, we have Strikey. Third went to Vision. Second went to Grimsty. And first, uh, Tapping Buttons, dominant as always. Yeah, he's just, he doesn't lose. So, he hasn't lost. All right. EU uh, series for the 27th. In fourth place was (laughs) Little Ugly Shane. (laughs) Wafts is in third. Potter WT for second. And then... uh, View 2000. Little Ugly Shane. Little Ugly Shane. What a name. Or or it could be Viewy 2000. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. The FFA series for North America from June 27th. In fourth place went to Tactical Rat. Third went to Reverbed. Second, Dakota NY. And first, OG Halo Noob. Tactical Rat is a really good way to describe FFA gameplay. You have to like wait around, wait till the engagements happens, and then you get in there. And or Tactical Slayer. True. And or Ranked. Yeah, that does happen yeah. a lot, huh? But all the uh. Tactical Rats. <laughs> they have fucking shit. All right, next up, your open series for Australia New Zealand from June 26th. In fourth place was Dire Wolves. If you don't remember who that is, it's Zirkle, Bald, Vamped, and Jordan. Third went to the Chiefs, including which included... Madzy, Beeston, Berserk, and Slays. Second went to Nuke and Pave. This was Ninjestix, Dino, Junior, and Benji. And first went to Divine Mind, Plasma, Rated, Pips, and Sways. The open series for Mexico again from June 26th. In fourth place was Cruelty. This included Danny Knight, Draginak, Reaper Rips, and Deco. Third went to Leave No Witness. This is Gambino, Strikey, Roach, and Noble. Second went to CN, Guardian, Magico, Bullet, and Johan MC. And taking first again is the Pittsburgh Knights. Who would have thought that was going to happen? Tapping Buttons, Pool, Drift, and Atso. All right. And then uh, for North America, the Open Series from the the 30th. Some excitement going on here. (laughs) In fourth place was KC Pioneers, Manny, Soul Snipe, Druck, and Tolik. Third, G2 Esports. Gilkey, Envor, Sab, and Straight Sick. Second went to Space Station Gaming. Ace, Collect, Suppressed, and Tylenol. And first place went to Gamers First. Uh, Predevinator, Swish, Boobadoo, and Squally. Inter- some interesting series happened there. I'll just Oh, for sure. There there were some there were some great series that took place um one hundred percent. It's just Said it last week. I'm going to say it again until people stop doing this, which they won't, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is an online best of three, right? I think it's still best of three until the end. Yeah. Um, not all the top teams are competing, but we give, we give credit where credit is due. And G1 performed very well throughout this entire tournament. Um, and collect is still a fucking monster on space station. He is like the shining star of that squad for me. He, he was getting kills, making plays kind of setting, making things happen for that team in the moments. And you've, you've heard what tools said, right? About him tools, uh, uh, Garrett O'Tools, by the way of LVT shout out LVT. Uh, Garrett uh, tools. Jesus Christ. I want to call him Garrett. Now all of a sudden 
Tools said how he believes Collect is going to be like the centerpiece. No, like the shining star of Infinite. Like, oh, yeah. Like, might like, be what, like, a, the like next... what a Renegade or a Frosty was for five. Gotcha. Yeah. And if he, I mean, hell, if he keeps playing the way that he's playing, sky's the limit for this kid because he is crazy good so far. But again, we need to keep this in a vacuum. Okay. Collect is playing incredibly well in the vacuum of the open series. Okay. And I'm not trying to detract from the, from his ability. Okay. I'm not a pro player. I can't tell him how good or how bad he is. Right. I can, I can see that he's playing very, very well in these open series events. We need to see progression still. And I have no doubt that he'll be able to do it. It's just, let's see what happens when we get to the super event. Let's see what happens when we get to Orlando. It's, uh, and even then I'll even say this because I don't believe space station is going to do well as a team, but, and that's just my opinion. But if collect does well, if he as a player individually does well, that will like light bulb off in the head, you know, like, holy shit, this is something to pay attention to. Teams should be paying attention to this kid. And there's that. Sure. It's, it's about, you know, he's showing that he has skills. Absolutely. Right? And sometimes being in the right system can make those skills shine even more. So we'll see if his play through the rest of this HCS season, I guess you could call it the 21, 22 season keeps him on SSG or if he's elevated somewhere else after we're, we, we might have roster mania in the off season. We might not still don't know full details of these dang contracts that got signed. So, right. Just two quick things I want to add before you move on. Will one, uh, boo boo doo boo. Uh, when he first started playing with G one, I had some reservations because my, uh, he wasn't really doing so well in like the first open series event he played with them, but I guess that's kind of understandable. First time in, uh, trying to get the bearings, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, figure out how the team works. Exactly. But this one, not just because they won, but just overall, Boo Boo was playing a much better, like he was just playing much better overall. He was playing a better role. He was doing what he needed to do, um, playing much better team Halo, and it obviously clicked. Now, again, Everything in a vacuum, right? Open series. Not all the best teams are competing. This is just an online thing, whatever it may be, but I'm giving credit where credit is due. And then also I want to say for Space Station, um, like just collect in general, I really can't help but feel there's something wrong in that team because of the Rami situation that happened. And collect was, we saw the tweets that have since been deleted. Like he was, he was very upset. And like, it's, it's one thing if a if a team decision was made. We've talked about this weeks prior. It's not mandatory that it needs to happen like this. But it's one thing if a team decision is made. It's another thing if your duo is just abruptly gone sure. from your team. And that he was visibly upset on Twitter. And clearly it's not affecting his play. If anything, his play's gotten better. It's, it's fueled him. It I was going to say, like. anger, anger's a big, anger can absolutely be a big fuel. Um, but yeah, I just, 
I say it all the time. I don't, I, I don't think space station is going to do well, but I want them to like, I want them to be better because then that's more competition. We say it all the time, but for collect, if, like I said, if he keeps playing the way he's playing teams, better be paying attention. And then like you mentioned, I think you brought up a really good point about being a system, being in a good system, um, being within a good organization that cares and I'm not saying space station doesn't, I'm just saying being within an environment that caters to your play style, um, that, that can be a huge differentiator between being a good team and a great team. Yeah. So go ahead. Will. more tournament results. Yeah. Okay. We'll now run through the free for all series for what happened on the 4th of July. And we'll start again with Australia and New Zealand. In fourth place was a layout. Third, Madsy. Second, Berserk. And first went to Slays. Nice. For Mexico, fourth place was Gorilloco. Third went to Mushy. Second, Johan MC. And first, uh, Tapping Buttons again. I think that's back to back to back. I think he's a three-peater right now. What's up, Winkler? Welcome back. Good to see you. Um, and then, finally, the free-for-all series for North America... Fourth place went to Exemplified. Third went to TGI John. Second, Reverbed. And first, OG Halo Noob. That's either back-to-back or, again, back-to-back-to-back. That is back-to-back as far as I'm aware of. I don't remember the one before, but... I don't either. There you go. Yeah. That's pretty fucking crazy, though. Yes. Good for them. Good for them. All right. You ready, Will? Uh, Yeah. Sure. All right. It's time for our first topic of the week. HCS Valencia, almost said Valencia, Valencia, the EU regional final. Yeah. Let's start with the FFA. Because yes, an FFA took place here. Do you want me to run through them? It's up to you. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. And I'll just go through them all. In eighth place, Lorenko. Seventh was Alien. Sixth was Penguin, but not the one you're thinking of. Fifth was Demos. Fourth was Rinix. Third, Iprom. Second, PG120. And first, Hershley. So congratulations to Hershley on winning the FFA. Will, do you want to go through the results of the 4v4, the regional championship of yes, Valencia? of course. Since this was land, we'll run through them all. In seventh through eighth, we had Vex Gaming and Blackhand. Fifth through six, Online Warriors and Scorched Hand. Fourth went to J-Lings. Third to Navi. Second quadrant. And your champions, if you didn't know already, are Ascend. Oh my God, crazy. A um, couple of things I want to point out here. So, they, I really, really thought that... Navi were going to be able to beat Quadrant to, to face off against Ascend in the grand final. I really thought it was going to happen. But then Jimbo fucked his team over. Not by a play. Nothing like that. Not by being a poor teammate. He's a great teammate. He makes great plays. But it's by what he said. In an interview, before that series was even a thing, in an interview, Jimbo said that it doesn't matter what SL what a quadrant does, they would never be able to beat Navi when it mattered. Well, 
They beat them when it mattered. And Jimbo got to eat his words right in front of their faces. And uh, unfortunately for Navi, which they did have a a pretty damn good showing leading up to the loser's final. That that final was tough, too, because in the losses, like Jimbo was the one doing the work. If you look at the stat lines, he, he was basically keeping that team afloat. Yeah. It things just didn't go their way. It was it was that that snowball effect. It seemed like for him. Two Foxy had some good. Two Foxy had some good plays. Uh, Mighty is. It's tough for Mighty's because this is his first experience in this scenario. So, I. You are a pro player. I shouldn't have to be giving you slack right now. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm in a giving mood. I'm going to give a little slack to Mighty's. Um, this was really his first experience with this with land. Yep. So you can take that. You can take this as a massive learning experience for what it is. You can take this as, you know what? We did place third. Um, the only way to go is up from here. Uh, and as long as they stick with him, they can develop him and he can become an even better player. So I'm not going to shit on him for the performance that was within this tournament because frankly it was his first one. And the only way to, the only way to, for this to happen is to learn. You know, um, but I got to give it up for quadrant. They, they showed out, they showed out when, uh, honest to God, while I love, I love that roster with SLG. I love the French boys. I know you love the French boys. (laughs) Um, the thing is, is that they've always kind of remained under the radar for me. To me, when I think of EU halo, I think of Navi and ascent. I, I know quadrants there, but like, you know, they've never done anything really to impress me. I love the roster, but nothing's really blown me away. This tournament, they kind of blew me away, especially beating Navi in the Elim- in the losers final. They they shut the doubters up, and I even think it was um, was it Legend? Someone from Ascend was on the desk, and and uh, I think Lottie asked him uh, what. Who do you want to play? Who do you want to see in the grand final? Someone asked them that. Um, it might have been Onset or whatever. Someone asked them, who do you want to see in the grand final? And I think they said that we... Um, I think they said Navi would beat Quadrant, but then it, as it happened, like... I forgot exactly what happened, but regardless, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm jumping over my words right now. Um... I got to give props to Quadrant for how they place in this event. And the other thing that I got to give massive props to uh, Jaylings, they played incredibly well. I think Scorched Hand and eliminated Black Hand. Nice. So like the, the sister, the, yeah. the sister org beat the parent org. That was funny. Um, also really cool to see because Batchford was on that Scorch Hand roster, and he he had mentioned previously that he was he was taking a step away. And then comes back, competes at Valencia, and see what happens here. You know, that was really cool. Uh, but like I said, Jaylings doing well, I would say overall, and Ascend bleeding. Yeah, they're finally not seeming so invincible. Right. Clutch said at the very beginning of the event, like during pool play, when Ascend beat their opponent three zero, that Clutch said I could see them not dropping a single map this event. And I'm thinking to myself, are you high? 
<laughs> they are absolutely going to at least drop one map. Like, at least. But no, teams, teams took them to task. And that's awesome to see. That was the biggest worry is that, Will, I know how much you're not a fan of the Dynasty rosters. Yeah. You like an underdog story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. To me, it's... I love seeing the dominance, but at the same time, I there has to be a way that... There, there has to be chinks in the armor, you know? And for Ascend, we finally got to see it. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is that this was the first land for Ascend with Respectful on the roster. So who knows if they just get better from here than I just shut the fuck up, you know? Sure. But I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Quadrant took them to a game seven. Yep. Now they didn't get the reset. Nope. But they were there. They they took those games off of Ascend. Was it seven or five? It had no, to be seven, no, right? It was the best of seven. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Just making sure. Um, and then also... You know, the, the, the big question was in the air. What happens, what happens to Ascend that they, that Shady leaves? Well, you pick up respectful from Navi. What happens there? Do you, do you remain dominant? Is there going to be some, is there going to be an issue within the team? Is respectful the same caliber of player Shady? And what we learned is that, uh, yeah, things worked out just fine. Um, and yeah, like I said, for Navi with Mighties, it's sure right now Mighties uh, is not the same caliber of player as a respectful, but Mighties. And I'm not saying this is definitive, but Mighties ha- might have a higher ceiling. Mighties is more is coming in newer. Um, Respectful's been around for quite some time. Not that that's a bad thing. I think veteran skills are immensely powerful. Uh, but yeah, I think Navi can take a step back from this and be like, you know what? Yes, we didn't come to do what we set out to do. We didn't finish the way we expected to finish. But for this kid's first land experience, I think you have a lot to take back to the table and a lot to improve upon for the next event. And that being Orlando, because... Ascend, Quadrant, Navi, and J-Lings all secured pool play and travel to Orlando based off this event. So they will be in pool play regardless. It's just how they show up. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, Got to give a big shout out to everybody who, all the talent for the event, all the people behind the scenes of the event who made things run, had things continue. Um, you all did a phenomenal job. Of course, Uh big shout out to Gaskin and Scherzi for uh, uh, casting the grand finals. Again, I'm jumping over my words. I apologize. Um, just really fucking cool to see there. Like I told this to, I, I said this to Scherzi. I want you to be casting a fucking grand finals for a North American event. You and Gaskin better do that too. HCS, make it happen. Um, and then there's one piece of potential controversy I want to add to this as well, not related to the casters or anything like that. Um, so, unfortunately, I didn't see this happen, but we've talked about momentum 
being a big thing, and I think, Will, you know exactly what I'm about to get to. Um, between game six and game seven of that grand finals. Now, again, for those who don't know how the grand final structure works in a double elimination bracket for a Halo event, the team coming from elimination or losers bracket, as I call it, um, needs to win two best of seven series. So you win your first best of seven. That therefore means a bracket reset, if you will. And then there's one final best of seven series to determine the actual winner of the tournament. If the team coming from losers wins that first best of seven. But if the team from the winner's side wins the first best of seven, then the tournament's over and that's it. Okay? Double elimination. So, like Will had mentioned, Quadrant took Ascend to a game seven in the first best of seven, where it ended, actually. But between games six and seven, there was a 15-minute, roughly, break. And... What I've been hearing a lot of people say is that completely killed Quadrant's momentum leading into Game 7. Ascent took advantage of the situation. They won the game. They won the series. They won the tournament. Maybe if that 15-minute break wasn't there, maybe the outcome would be different. To that, I agree and disagree. I agree that the outcome could have been different, but I dis and I agree that momentum can be a massive, massive point in terms of how you perform in a tournament because we've seen it happen before, especially with players disconnecting during a game in a tournament. And then you have to wait and all momentum is killed. What's the ruling going to be going to be? Is the ruling going to be fucked? Is it going to be justified? Whatever. Am I going to have to completely replay that game? Fuck. Now I have to do this all over again. I agree with all that and the frustrations around that and the momentum around that. But, and I've said this before as well, Will, you can attest to this. While I agree that momentum shifts are huge, especially in competitive games, sports, whatever it may be, there is a separation between a normal player and a professional player. And in my mind, if you are a professional player, you should be able, again, as a professional player, you should be able to assess the situation, make the necessary changes, and play your game. Regardless of the situation. And I may sound like I'm talking out of my ass. And you can say that. That's fine. It's your opinion. But if you are a professional player, playing at a professional level. And if you're quadrant in this scenario, then you know what? You look at your teammates and you're like, guys, we got this. Lock the fuck in. Play our game. We say it all the time. Anybody can win a Slayer. Yes, Ascend is a very dominant team in Slayer. We understand that. But anybody can win a Slayer. You just have to get those right plays. And unfortunately for Quadrant, that didn't happen. So the 15-minute break, I get it. can be a complete momentum killer. Completely understand that. But the fact of the matter is you still have a game to play. You have your coach there. You have your teammates there. Have a chat. Lock the fuck in. You have an opportunity to send this to another best of seven. A complete restart. 
If you are a professional player in a professional situation, you should have the mental fortitude to make the necessary changes and play your game. That's all I wanted to add there. I mean, I agree with you um, with on the mental side of it. The only thing I'll say is there is something to be said about having a team stunned in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Maybe Ascend wasn't used to going to game sevens and they're feeling worn down and tired and then they get that 15-minute break to get their mental reset Absolutely. Too, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's work that Quadrant put in to get them to that state. Yep. So there is, it's just unfortunate that we do have technical difficulty breaks, all this stuff. I think someone had mentioned that it might have been a technical difficulty. I sure. don't know if that was confirmed. I again, I wasn't able to watch that exact fucking moment, so yeah, I apologize. I, I, I don't think they it. stated in the moment from what I heard of what was going on. They just went. They went to a break. So, don't know what happened, but there. Yeah, like I said, I think there is something to be said about having a team shocked or stunned in the moment, and then they're getting that time to reset their own mental. Yes, which is like I said, it's unfortunate. Everyone's got to play the same game anyway. Just go about your business. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I agree. Agreed a hundred percent. Maddie says the venue was having internet issues to my understanding. I saw ESL CSGO tweet about having problems as well. I'm guessing that was it. And that, mm. that makes total sense because during the broadcast, like if you were watching the stream, um, things definitely got fuzzy. Things definitely got pixelated. Yeah, I did see that. Yep. Things were definitely a little jumpy. Um, so it absolutely makes sense that that could have been it. Um, it just sucks that that was, if that was it, it sucks that was the case. Sure. Um, but the fact of the matter is Ascend just for this tournament, we're the better team. They clutched up when they needed to, whether it be mental or otherwise. And they won game seven. They won the series. They won the tournament. So congratulations to them. Quadrant, uh, you, I can only imagine how devastating that must feel to be so close to resetting that bracket. But hey, like with Navi, like with Jaylings, learning experience. Take this to the take this back to the whiteboard. You know, take this back to the film room, if theater works. You know what I mean? And like, jabs aside. You have, you know, there are things to improve upon. It's just working on those things and coming back even stronger. You know, Ascend's going to be doing the same thing. But hey, you got some time before Orlando. Take it back to the film room, study up, and come back even stronger. And congratulations to Ascend. Still dominant as always. Yes. Topic number two, Will. Yeah, I'm curious. Do stats matter? Oh, my God. So, (laughs) this is fucking hilarious. So, I said, do stats matter? Apparently not. This is by Ace over on Twitter. Oh, boy, Ace. You know, after reading this again, I think he is taking a more direct shot at certain type of players. Oh, sure. But we'll run through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it, too. Um, because like when I first read this, it it's to me in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to shit all over this, but no, it's like, there are things to take away from it. Absolutely. Um, so Ace said the following, I'm saying this one time, all you kids care about is statistics in a game of halo. This is Josh's interpretation of how Ace's tweet read. (laughs) He's like, 
cracks knuckles. One time! One time! All you fucking Halo Zoomers. Oh, I think you got to plug it in more fully. I caught out a little. There you go. Nice. All you kids care about is statistics in in a game of Halo. Yes, there are good and bad plays. Halo at a top level is played as a team. You can literally... You can literally speak a word while dead that can win your team the game. One word! You can get your team kills by being shot. True. You even have Kobe Bryant. Someone who's... (laughs) Will, I can't not laugh if you laugh, okay? All right, I'll I'll try to hold it together. You even have Kobe Bryant. Someone who simply scored shitloads of points and was all stats talking about how James Harden is a ball hog and won't win in the playoffs with that philosophy because it won't win in a series. There are intangibles to sports. Wake up. I'm not talking to anyone directly besides all you kids that see who went positive and be like this kid carrying blah, blah, blah. Nothing matters except win loss score at the end of the game. Okay. Can I go to the Kobe Bryant statement real quick? Yeah, that threw me off. Start there. You even have Kobe Bryant, someone who simply scored shitloads of points, simply scored shitloads of points, and won how many championships? How many? Hold on, hold on, hold on. And was all stats. Talking about how James Harden is a ball hog and won't win in the playoffs with that philosophy because it won't win in a series. How many rings does James Harden have? Uh, he left it out, but Kobe had a team around him where James Harden is like, I'm the best player, give me the ball all the time, and uh, it doesn't translate. Right? Like Kobe had Shaq, and then he, sure. that when Shaq left, then there was some iffiness, and then it, it, he built that team back up. Yeah. It's so it's Kobe's a, a winner. Kobe's a winner. It's about having the team around him. It's about having that Mamba mentality. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, no, but I, I think the point he's making there is that James Harden is, is the guy is the player on the team who focuses on stats and only tries to go positive and is not winning his team the game. Sure. Yep. And for that, I, I understand and respect that. Um, okay. Halo at the top level is played as a team. Absolutely. That is, there is no fault in that statement whatsoever. It is 100%, 1000%, infinite percent, infinite, a team game. Now you can literally speak a word while dead that can win your team the game. What's that word? Will win? I don't, I don't know the, the, the one <laughs> word, but I think he means like, on my ex or like all week or something like this, that simple where it gives your team that info they need to push forward. I need one word. Will fuck. <laughs> That's what I scream when I'm playing. I don't know about you. Win. <laughs> Ball flag. Hell, you, you, you know, shoot. You get the gist of what he's trying to say. Mm hmm. No, I do. I'm just throwing shit at Ace at this point. Um, You can get your team kills by being shot. Absolutely. 
yeah, you're the decoy. They're not looking at the other play. You're you're getting shot at. Right. 100%. If now, if you're just sitting there taking damage without any plan in sight, you know, don't just be like, I'm getting shot. I'm getting shot, guys. What are you doing? Like, have a communication and plan in place, please. Just stand in a fucking corner and you're like, I'm getting my team kills, guys. Hell yeah. I'm taking damage. I'm taking damage. What are you, what's your KD? Oh, I'm negative 25, but stats don't matter. Yeah. Get my team kills. Um, getting your team killed is what you're doing. So what else you got? No, it's uh, so this statement comes out and I felt like it was a jab at me because I feel like that team ain't it. And I just thought it was really funny how he put this out. It, it was a little like this, this tweet has been ridiculed a lot since it came but out. also agreed with too like and we, yeah. we there are parts of it that i absolutely agree with like halo being a team-based game one one thousand percent you can get your team kills by being shot absolutely by being a decoy by putting your putting yourself in a position where um you can bait out enemy players and your teammates are around corners or teammates are already set up waiting for that ambush there's absolutely moments where you getting shot at gives your team opportunities to get kills gives your opportunity gives your teams more information as to where enemy players are, where they are shooting from, what they're shooting at, whatever it may be. And that's, that is invaluable information. Um, but stats absolutely play a factor. That's the point I want to get at here. Right. But, but he's, I think he's directing this to the kids who think stats are everything when they're not right. Yeah. That, you know, if you don't go 20 and 10 or whatever, that you're not contributing. No, there, there's nuances to Halo right. that don't show through stats. Right. I think that's his overall message here that kind of got lost with the... With the Kobe Bryant. The show. Kobe Bryant thing, the, the dying, the getting shot. You know, it's all kind of negative connotation in there. Right. There's, there's, it could have been worded better, but... I think he's just saying there's there's more there's more to Halo than just getting kills. One thousand percent. If like maybe you need that one person on your team to break into the hill, they're most likely gonna die on yep. a king of the hill. Like, but you have them breaking in to get damage down. Then get information. Then the team comes in to clean up, and yep. then you you get four dead down to maybe your one or two. Yep. It's that that person may not get a kill. They died, but they did enough damage to give your team the upper hand. Exactly. Uh, a player trying to stay alive. Um, in an enemy base trying to get spawns manipulated in their team's favor. Sure. Like there's, there's so many different things that play a part other than just stats in a game. Um, the one thing that I will say is that I don't care. To me, this is the statistical point that matters. Okay. And I know ACE didn't call this out. I'm calling this out, but yes, all stats don't necessarily matter to the degree that people may think or that like Ace says, these kids may think, but if you are, and I mentioned this to Will before we recorded the show, if you are a team of pros going up against a team of pros. Okay. So if you are professional players in a four V four match and one of your teammates does not perform. And I mean, at all, doesn't play objective, doesn't get people in the right positions, whatever it may be, you're losing that game. You're not winning a 3v4 against pro players. You're just not. 
I, I don't believe that has ever happened. People may go back and be like, well, lethal hasn't been playing well, but lethal isn't like lethal's still playing his game, right? He's still playing within the system of Sentinel's halo. So while his stats may not be glamorous, they're not atrocious. So that that's the stat point that I want to make where yes, stats don't matter entirely, but they definitely have a place. And the other thing is too, if, if, if kids are only focused on positive versus negative, watch what they're doing. Watch what that player is doing. Like Will said, is that player running in to break that Hill setup? Is that player going around trying to get information for their team? Is that player getting objective time? There's so many more ways than to just stare at a stat line. Is that person getting damage on enemies and getting those assists? They don't need to be getting the kills necessarily at all. But one of the things that Lucid said that I keep in my mind, he just said a long time ago, one of one viewer is, and I brought this up on the show, a viewer in his chat asked, Hey, do you have any simple tips on how I can just simply improve my game in playing infinite? And the, the, the tip that he gave that again, still sticks in the back of my mind is shoot. Don't be afraid to shoot, get out there and lay damage down because yes, while you may see an enemy off in the distance and you don't want to give up your location, if you're not laying damage down on that enemy, then they could be going to your teammate with full shields and they're just in a more advantageous situation. Yeah. Put damage down. And so that's why the stats may not necessarily matter all the time, because if you're looking at a player who is going, I mean, fuck it. I'll even say double negative for crying out loud. I don't care if they're laying the damage down and they're putting their teammates in better situations to clean up kills, to, to work towards an objective to set up for a play that changes the tide of the game, then yeah, the stats don't matter for that player in that game. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on ACE like here for his tweet. I just found it really funny what he was saying. Um, because there are a lot of stuff. There are a lot of things to look at in that tweet and be like, yeah, that makes total sense. Stats are not everything. And then Beth says stats matter, but they're not the end all be all. You can go insanely positive and not really contribute, but you can have someone who only got 10 kills, but those 10 kills set up crucial plays. Absolutely. Now, I do want to flip this a little bit. Please do. And so in my mind, when he talks about kids, it's the younger generation of Halo players. Or new, me. New players. Just kidding. Or maybe yeah. he's just trying to, yeah, bring down players who think like that. But... The problem lies with Halo Infinite's ranking system. Oh, God. Stats get you higher ranks. True. As of now. Individual stats. Individual stats. Uh Uh-huh. So I see how people can perceive that that is the correct way to play Halo, even though it might not be true. And And Ace even says it in his tweet, but Halo at the top level is played as a team. Yes. So like Halo in the in a ranked matchmaking level is played as an individual sport. <laughs> um but no, Halo at the top pro level is absolutely played as a team. Halo Infinite in and of itself should be played as a team. Yes. Because Beth, you mentioned it, Will, we've talked about it as well. I mean, he hell, pros tweet about it all the time when they're the best player on in the game 
like in the game that they're playing uh, matched up with randoms and they have plats diamonds on their team who don't really know what they're doing with one of the best players in the world. And that best player, that pro player um, is getting all the kills in the, in an, in an oddball game, but they still lose. Well, your individual stats didn't contribute to the team winning. Yes, you were getting the kills, but your teammate wasn't necessarily picking up the ball to fucking win the game. And that's a problem with the matchmaking system, like you said. Um, that says not even stats, literally only kills when it comes to ranked. Uh, and then Snakebite said that before too. He said that he doesn't care what your accuracy, what your KD is. He's rather you be shooting and doing damage and dying more than going positive 20, but barely shooting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you, like, if you take it in the context of, well, I went positive 20, I was cleaning up everybody's kills. Okay, but you were the last one alive for the team. Yeah. yeah. And you just wait for your teammates to spawn to then push out one more time and then you just clean up kills again. You're not making, excuse me, you're playing Aquarius CTF. You're not making any progress on the enemy base to pull a flag. You're literally just getting cleanup kills and watching your stats go up. That doesn't help anybody. Yep. So no, I, I, I have no problem with Ace putting the tweet out. I just thought it'd be funny and I thought it'd be good to talk about on the show because there are a lot of people out there who only look at stats, especially in a tournament. Like, because we, I mean, fuck, we saw it at KC literally like, so with the Twitch drops, right. We'd have, we'd have the stream up on our phones yeah, sitting in the crowd and you'd see chat and people would talk about how, Oh, like when Sentinels were playing, Oh, lethals washed, blah, blah, blah. It's like guys. And they won KC in a sweep handily. And lethal was a part of that team. Lethal may not have had the individual stats, but he was part of that team. He played his role on the team. And that is what ultimately mattered. That is what allowed them to win that tournament. So I'm not going to say all the kids out there, but like, no, for, for anybody that's watching a tournament, for those listening to this show right now or watching, whatever it may be, when you go and watch a tournament, right? Open series, pro series, LAN, community run tournament, whatever it may be. Pay attention to what the players are doing as a team. I, I want you to try it. Just try it. You may, I don't want you to pay attention to the stat line, okay? Don't pay attention to the stat line. Instead, pay attention to what the players are doing as a team. And what would be even better is watching an individual player's POV, like if they're streaming the event, watching that individual player and seeing if once the game's over, that player communicates with their team on what went well, what didn't go well. Because then you get a little bit more of that insight as to did, did a player play by themselves typically? Were they not setting up for things when they should have been? Were they not playing as a team? Just things to pay attention to. For better or worse, Ace is right. Stats aren't everything. But they're also not nothing. I want to make sure that that emphasis is brought as well. Don't only focus on stats. But they are important in some scenarios. What's up, fat boy? Uh, true, but there have been t uh, teams that drop someone after a major win. That is something I will never understand. Yep. You're not wrong. And Zarn, welcome back. Good to see you as well. 
Hope you're having a great night. That was good. I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it for our second topic then? That's, yeah, that's all I got to say. All right. Then let's get into some regular news. But before we get into that, I'm going to step back just for a second. Maddie says, I think damage dealt taken in relation to KD isn't talked about enough. Absolutely. Again, while stats don't necessarily matter all the time, there are things to pay attention to. And it's like I mentioned what Lucid and Snakebite said, putting damage down. You're not helping anybody if you're not shooting at the enemy. And the a play that comes to me all the time, and Will, I, I'm guaranteed you've done this too. I bet every single person has done this or, or witnessed it happen, and you die because of it. Okay? You're playing a match-made game, right? I've been trying to envision this. Yep. All right. You're, you're playing a match-made game. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're playing your game. You're shooting, you're shooting enemies, whatever it may be. You may be cleaning up kills. You're playing the objective, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're just playing your game. And there's an enemy that's behind you. That's coming up behind you. And they assassinate you. Well, on your death screen, you see that there was a teammate behind that player. But that teammate doesn't shoot. That teammate tries to run up to that person and melee them in the back. I've done it. It's happened to me so many times. And that's why I keep that lucid thought in the back of my head all the time. Just shoot at the person. Just shoot. Because like in my mind, if that person's running at me and you start shooting, he might stop to shoot or do something else. He might do something else. He might take focus off of the player in front of him. And that could save a life. And that could change the tide of a game. And like I said, I do it, and it's happened to me multiple times. The, just shoot. And I need to tell myself this too. Just shoot. Because I'll be, I'll be playing, and I'll be shooting at an enemy, and I'll see a teammate off in the distance. Right? And I see an enemy walking up towards them. Yeah, I'm going to fucking shoot at that enemy. It's... The whole, the whole melee situation, don't try to own, like stop trying to go for assassinations unless it's an opportunity for the team. But if you're not going to get that assassination right away, just fucking shoot at them. Because guess what? When you're not shooting at that enemy, let's say, let's say you're literally just walking behind an enemy and the enemy's just playing their game and just walking, right? Walking, sprinting, whatever it may be. And you're just walking, sprinting behind them. If you're not shooting at them and you're only going for the assassination, that enemy player could be shooting at a teammate of yours. Or you finally get to him to go for the assassination and he whips around on you. Yep. Then all of a sudden you're in a a gun battle you didn't expect. Yep. Or you're on Aquarius and you go through bottom mid to get to this enemy and now you're in their base alone without teammates around you and now you're in a disadvantageous position for your team. You get killed and now you have to reset everything. Or or if they get wise to your footsteps, maybe you get ninja'd and, and embarrassed. So... Don't seriously just shoot. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just shoot. Just a very, do again, that, that play sticks in the back of my mind all the time because I see it happen all the time. The, uh, yeah. It's like the double back smack, right? Teammate gets back smack. They get back. Smack. Exactly. It's like, why, well, that could have been avoided. And in the spur of the moment, you're not really thinking about shooting them because like, Oh, I can get this back smack and they'll never know. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, in, in the grand scheme of things, you should absolutely just be shooting at them. 
unless you like you have you're dead on them. Like unless you're dead on them and you're gonna get it right away. Regular news time. Yes, please. Why desync is taking longer to fix. <laughs> this is by 343 Taxi on Reddit. And this is not meant to to throw a jab at 343 underscore taxi here. I'm just relaying the point that this person made. Just wanted to comment that we appreciate these types of compilations. Videos like this always get pulled into bug and task threads for UCN networking improvements. I don't know if Twitter or Reddit is the best place to go into all the details about why there there's been a lack of UCN improvement. There's lots of factors, so I'll keep it brief. The TLDR of it is that the devs that work on these fixes have been allocated to other infinite work. Their work has had some knock-on benefit to our UCN solution, especially around movers, players, vehicles, etc., on object devices, elevators, pistons, bridges, etc., but not around the melee and around the wall shots. Desync. These devs are coming home to Sandbox soon. Hopefully. The community and competitive insights teams have done an amazing job at letting us know how frustrating these kinds of situations are. It is high on our priority of fixes, but not high enough to work on it right now. There's something else more pressing. Apparently. So I just, again, I'm relaying information. Yes, I'm upset about it. Um, because it is a huge detractor from the matchmaking experience. What? Okay. Go so ahead. let's, let's lay this out because Ooh, lay it out my first instinct when hearing they're allocated other resources makes me think campaign co-op. Yes. That's, because yeah. that is a network thing right now. Uh-huh. They're, they're working on couch, but they're working on the network side of it right now. So Correct. it's being flighted next week. What's more important. For the overall Halo community. We know competitive. Oh yeah. A feature not... to the game that hasn't been released yet. Absolutely. So it's, it's like that double-edged sword. Well, do you want them to get co-op campaign out or do you want them to fix desync? Like you have one choice or the other. So uh, I respect you bringing that to the table. My problem with that is why do we have to choose? I get, we have to. Like I get that 343 has to allocate resources the way that they see fit for the betterment of the game. I completely respect that 100% because they they can only do what they can do. Right. It's just I hate how that's where we're at. I hate how that's what they have to be doing is they have to decide, well, where the fuck are we going to allocate these resources? Because in my opinion, they just don't have enough resources to allocate to both. And campaign co-op, you know what? Oh, my God. I'm going to... Talk about double-edged sword. Holy moly. I'm going to fucking come out and say it. I'd rather them fix desync and multiplayer first than come out with network co-op. I, I, I would agree. Because this is the reason why I say that is because this is already a thing that's out there. Right. It's already in the game. Right. I want them to fix what already exists instead of focusing on something that's not even development complete yet. Coming from a company that works for a, uh, coming from a person who works for a company that develops software. I have personal frustrations of how things are handled, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, that's just frustrating. Like I respect, uh, three, four, three taxi coming out and being like, Hey, I know it's not the update that you wanted, but here's an update on where things are fully respect that it, because that's what, that's the type of things that I want. 
Um, but that doesn't instill confidence at all. Like it literally desync, depending upon the extreme that it is, it can literally break games for you in matchmaking. Like, and I, yes, I see the clips all, all the time online, but like it happens in normal matchmaking games to me more frequently than not. Again, it, it varying degrees, right? Yeah. But just the fact that it happens is just fucking annoying. And you could be having a great game and then it just gets marred by that experience. And I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying, oh, you're definitely losing a game because of desync, but no, there, there are instances where it greatly negatively impacts your game. And I, yes, I would 100% rather than fix that now. And to all the people that want campaign co-op, I'm with you. I'm fucking with you. Spoiler alert, but we want to do a charity event down the line when infinite co-op is released. It's been in the plans for over a year now that yes. we haven't been able to move forward on. Yes, because campaign co-op isn't released. But at the same time, I want the game to be fucking working to the best of its ability before we start adding things into it. Things that, yes, should have existed when the game released. Don't get me wrong, but we're fucked. That boat sailed. That boat's fucking way out there. Yeah, I... uh I'm I'm trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate please, in the situation do, because there is a large campaign community and that's all they do out is mm-hmm. and they, they want to play with their friends. We can already play with our friends. Yes. In a frustrating experience, but <laughs> we can play with our friends. Yeah. Now you're right. Something has already shipped. It's out. It would probably feel better to the Halo community if we, they could show they could fix those things before sending out new stuff. Right. And I, I saw Zarner's... <laughs> Post in chat. Will there be desync in campaign co-op though? Possibly. What if what all of a sudden, me at this what point. You're, the second Spartan just all of a sudden is like, duh, 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 chops up and is like out in front of you. <laughs> and, then, and then you run him over with the warthog, you know, like you, 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 teammate kills an enemy and then it dies 30 seconds later on your screen. It's possible. It could happen. I don't know what I was doing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the network folk are probably working on the network. And then I also heard we we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. But you have to stay within a range yes. on on campaign co-op and network. And that's probably where the the network starts to be like, nope, we're gonna start breaking down or separating. So you have to stay within this range so right. that the map all loads and stays together. Anyway. Um, Beth says, this is probably biased because I don't care about campaign, but I'd rather they fix desync than anything campaign related. In my mind, multiplayer is where your replayability comes from. And she also says, even when I did play campaigns, I was like, okay, beat that onto the next game. I never went back and played that again. I'd finish it. Multiplayer though, I can play that for years. Like, like I said, I'm I'm in that same boat. Yeah, absolutely. To, To me, like I do go back and replay campaigns frequently for Halo at least. But to me, it just gets back to the point of, Let's fix what's already released. And I feel, I'm telling you, for the campaign folks out there, I fu- I feel for you 1,000%. But man, this is just, it really does plague the experience negatively. And it's incredibly frustrating to witness in the game 
is once it does talk about mental being deflated because good Lord, it's just, it sucks, man. Bullets, not registering being shot around corners, players jittering. It's just not, it's not an enjoyable experience and it happens more often than not. So I would personally much rather have, have them fix that first. There's, there's one other fix that, I th- that they need to do that I've been noticing a lot lately. Sure. In an uh, in academy when you're shooting bots. Yeah. For me, all of a sudden they'll just start sliding with no animation. They're just. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's funny since it's a AI model that's not any sort of network related. Yep. I've seen that too. It's funny. I've seen that too. Is if I don't head case enough in game, uh, desync just sends me over the edge, says Zarners. Yep. Thousand percent. And it's just sad at this point. Zarn, you got your sensitivity figured out? Um, Like I know, we know, we understand that they, like the, the development teams are working tirelessly to, to do what they do. Um, We understand that the development of Halo Infinite has basically been hell, uh, to put it plainly. And should the game been, have been released in the state it was in? Probably not. Should we have all these things feature complete at launch? Yes. But we got what we have. That's what we, that's, that's it. And we can only hope that things get fixed. I could, I could sit here and bitch about things that have haven't happened, haven't been fixed, blah, 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 forever. But the fact of the matter is we just have to wait and see. And it sucks to say it, but it is what it is. Yeah, very true. Yeah, because there's literally nothing we can do to change it. There isn't. I mean, I yeah. could go to I go to 343, knock on their door, and be like, hey, guys, you don't know me, but uh, fucking fix your shit. All right, bye. Have we some plans for you? And then, and then they'll be like, oh, we haven't heard this before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's just we'll fix, fix it, it right here, right now. And then they'll just type the word fixed. And be like, all right, it's fixed. You can go home now and play your game. Just stick a post-it note on your head. It's fixed. Oh, God. Anyway. Zarna says, listen, Will, let's not worry about my sensitivity. I may or may not have changed it tonight. They says, I mean, 50-50 shot. All right, so, all right, we're going to get played. Hey, if anybody from 343 is listening to this, uh, we may or may not appear at your office doorstep where security would probably tell us to get the fuck off the property. But... We may or may not appear and may or may not tell you to fix it. And then if you just tell us it's fixed, then, hey, that's it. Problem solved. Beautiful. Hey, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Bringing that back. We did go over that whole uh, we did. saying history. We did. We did. All right. Um, with the desync bullshit out of the way, it's not. it's still in the game, by the way. It's not out of the way. It's not fixed. But in the terms of the show out of the way. Let's talk about something that could very well be cool. Um, the Halo Infinite Campaign Network Co-op Preview. This is by Alex Wakeford. Four times the fun. Campaign Network Co-op for Halo Infinite is on its way, and you'll soon be able to take the fight to the banished with your friends and family in the upcoming flight, which is targeted to run from the week of July 11th. We're joined today by Isaac Bender, Principal Software Engineering Lead, and John Mulkey, Lead World Designer, to discuss all the details you need to know about Network Co-op for Halo Infinite. Door handles are hard. It's okay, Will. Campaign co-op is such a beloved feature of the Halo experience. We knew it was something uh, Halo Infinite would and should have, but the road to making it a reality would extend a bit beyond launch. What were some of the challenges the team faced here? Isaac stated, One of our core principles is that we don't want to require you to have an isolated co-op save. 
Of course, you can use a separate save slot for co-op if you want to, but we wanted to give players the option to have co-op progress count towards your main playthrough, if that's how you want to play. We also wanted everyone's progress to count towards their own saves, regardless of who the fire team leader is. I've played a number of co-op games where player two's progress essentially doesn't count, and I've always found that disappointing. Zarn, I'm not even going to read what you said because I'm going to wait till Will gets back and then he can laugh as he reads it because I'm guaranteed he will because that's fucking hilarious. So that raises a really interesting point. How does Halo Infinite's network co-op handle different game states for the players in the game? If Is everyone progressing the Fireteam Leader's world, each their own? Does each player's progression carry forward to their own personal session beyond co-op? Mulkey says, this is one of the areas I'm really excited about. The goal going in was to allow everyone to play their campaigns together. This meant that all progress made in the game, regardless of, be, of it being through solo or co-op play, would be retained. The way we are handling this is through something we internally refer to as no Spartan left behind. When players join the fire team and choose their save slots to play on, the game aggregates the states of all missions across those saves and sets up a world state in which any missions completed by all fire team members are marked as complete, while any missions not completed by all are marked as incomplete. Isaac says, any unlocks you find in co-op are retained in single player. So if you're having a really hard time collecting a skull, you can get into it game with a friend. And if they collect it while you're in that session, you'll get it too. Network co-op is coming to the Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and PC. Are there any differences in the overall experience that players should expect depending upon which platform they're on? Mulkey says, the gameplay experience you will have will be the same regardless of platform. This is an imperative requirement in supporting co-op crossplay. Isaac says, crossplay is fully supported. There are differences in graphics quality and frame rate, but this applies equally to single player. What are the difference uh, what are the different configurations of players and platforms that are supported with Infinite's network co-op? Isaac says, any combination of PCs and Xboxes, up to four players are supported as is playing over Xbox Cloud Gaming. All co-op games are hosted on dedicated servers. Well, that probably means desync's a thing. I'm just kidding. Oh, you, you gonna get tipsy? Getting tipsy on the show, Will? Breaking out that Mountain got, Dew hard I, I seltzer? I one seltzer, okay? Oh, I know, it doesn't do anything. They taste great, though. I will I will repay you the one I stole from no, the No, 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 I have plenty. <laughs> they're in the garage, in the, uh, they're in the fridge in the garage as well. So there have been lots of different flavors to thank you, ASMR Will. Good lord. Also, you should read um Zarner's comment. Door handle teasing. <laughs> Alright, listen. I told you he's gonna laugh. I told you. For a year that door was open and unlocked. Now it's shut and locked, and I'm not used to it. So just grab the handle and it's like, oh shit, this is locked. And then it wasn't twisting right. I was like, maybe it's the other way. Nope, it was the original way. Just had to get it in the right spot. And You can thank my daughter for that door being locked. So there have been lots of different flavors to campaign co-op in Halo in the past. In some entries, you're a squad of Master Chiefs or Arbiters, whereas in others, additional characters are present. What approach does Halo Infinite take to campaign co-op here and why? Mulkey says in Halo Infinite, everyone is chief while playing campaign co-op. The world in Halo Infinite is incredibly expansive. Can I decide to go liberate an FOB while my co-op buddy heads in the other direction to take down a high-value target? How exactly does the game handle it if players get too far apart in the open world? How will it handle players being separated in the more enclosed missions? 
Mulkey says, the whole point of playing together is just that. Playing together, bitch. I said bitch, he didn't. Co-op allows a group of friends to join up as a fire team and tackle the various locations on the ring together. To that end, we have established what is called Area of Operations, AOO. This, this, this is the max. Wait, oh my god. Missed opportunity if this is not in the fucking game when the players get separated too much and they enter that area and it needs to go, Auga! That's what it needs to do. Send out the alarms. You're too far apart. This is the maximum distance that players in a fire team can stray from one another as they explore and tackle the challenges of Zeta Halo. If you stray too far from your fire team, you'll get a warning Auga, to return to the team. If you ignore that warning and continue, you'll be killed for going AWOL and be spawned back on your nearest teammate. So how large is the area of operations? I'm sorry. We landed on tuning the Auga with two values, an inner warning radius of 800 feet and an outer kill radius of 1,000 feet. To give you an idea on that scale in game, if, t- if two of you want to hit a really big objective, like the banished dig site, the Auga will definitely <laughs> allow sorry. you to tackle an objective of that size from opposite sides with room to spare. So how will Spartan cores used to upgrade your equipment affect campaign co-op? Is it the case that if player one upgrades an ability, then it's then shared with player two? Isaac says, upgrades and cores are tracked separately per player. If anyone collects a core in co-op, then everyone in the fire team who had not already collected that core will get credit for it. You can then spend your cores independently and your core count and upgrade choices are retained in your chosen save slot. Speaking of that really cool upgrade at the grapple shot where you can hold the melee button mid grapple to an, to do an electrified slam. Can my buddy and I use this on each other in the middle of a group of enemies like the master, like the ultimate master chief fist bump and Moki says, Oh, absolutely do it. That sounds fucking rad. Awesome. Once more with feeling mission replay is a feature that's also coming alongside the network co-op update. Can you explain how that will work? Moki says in both solo and co-op play, you can open your TAC map, highlight a completed mission, and then choose replay. You will then be prompted to select the difficulty and be offered to activate any skulls you or your teammates have collected. Selecting mission to replay resets it and teleports you and your fire team to the location to tackle the challenge. You are free to wander off to do something else, fast travel away, or resume your furthest main mission. So let's say I want to replay Warshop uh, Gabracken probably mispronounced that the first mission of the game after my co-op partner and I have collected a bunch of Spartan cores. Will those upgrades carry over to that earlier point in the game? Mulkey says, yeah, this opens up all new ways for players to experience those earlier missions. And we can't wait to see what experiences folks have with that. And then one very cool and unexpected side effect of this upcoming campaign update is the addition of several brand new achievements. Where did this inspiration come from? And can you give us an idea of what players can expect? Mulkey says the new achievements are targeted at the opportunities afforded by both mission replay and co-op. Some of the mission replay achievements are targeted at immaculate play challenges, while the co-op ones revel in the possibilities presented by playing together. To give you an example of one of them, we challenge you to kill enemies with a gravity hammer from the back of a vehicle being driven by your buddy. Ooh. Yeah. It'd be fun. Ahooga. <laughs> Sounds cool. Um... Shio says, don't know if it's been covered, but KCP got denied HCS partnership as of about 30 minutes ago. Did they announce who got it then? Because I thought they weren't making that announcement for a while. 
to HCS Twitter. It's yeah. Pioneers said we've been denied partnership for the HCS. Sorry to all the fans and supporters that stand behind our uh, that stand behind our backs. Um, LJ Brown tweeted. Um, he's the chief gaming officer and co-founder of Pioneers. Speechless right now. KCP was just denied partnership for HCS. Apparently we were deep in consideration and just didn't make it through in the end. I have no words other than sorry to the fans and our players. So much hard work. Don't even know how to keep going. So, and Maddie says, no, not yet. And I believe Maddie, is that in response to what I was asking about? Like the, have the teams been announced yet? There's no official. They just, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that shit's going to blow up. That's for sure. Um, Mark Josie, CEO and co-founder of Pioneers, stated the following, speechless and absolutely gutted. Appreciate all the hard work and dedication everyone at the Pioneers put in uh, to make our community and sports we are in better. And to all of our fans that have screamed and cheered louder than anyone, thank you. Oh, man. Hmm. Wondering if they went with uh, international orgs to expand HCS's reach. They very well could have. Again, we don't know. And obviously, obviously we don't know. Um, what did they say? What did Tashi say, though? Two teams? Two organizations would be added? Because there's nine currently? I think he said that. Um, Let me do a quick peeksy peek at the HCS news. Um. Give me one moment. Do, 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 do. Found it. HCS team partnership expansion. This was four months ago by Tashi over on HaloWaypoint.com. Um, okay. Yeah, it says we're... We're committed to a slow and steady approach with a long-term vision. Here we go. Another area that's been a breakout success has been the team partnership program. And today we're excited to announce that the program is officially expanding. In year two of HCS, we're going to be adding one to three more partnered teams into the program. And the application window for expiring teams was, was open before. So they're going 10 to 12, depending on what. What happens? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I really thought, I really thought KCP would be one of them. If, if, if it was, I mean, it, even two, but definitely three because, because of how long they've been in it. Yeah. But, um, I, I was going to basically say the same thing Maddie said is I'm sure it has to do with them still being a relatively new organization. Right. And it's there's probably some expectations of partnered teams that I don't know if KCP meet yet. Right. It very well could be clearly we don't have all the information right now. Um, Zoltan Zoltan replied to uh, David Sandman wonderful individual as well. And he says, certainly from a fan base perspective, I'm guessing it comes down to financials and business plans aside of the application. And I'm certainly not qualified to speak on whether they are a shoe in here. Um, 
maybe maybe that has something to do with it too yeah it's from a from a halo esports perspective if i'm looking at strictly within that bubble like they've they've been here for a little while well they didn't they started at the end of halo 5 correct correct but if we look at the teams that are already partnered they are well established orgs that have been around in Halo and other esports for years and years. Yes. And that's, again, that is something to absolutely take into consideration as well. But at the same time, Sentinels was a relatively new org as well. They came in relatively towards the end of Halo 5. Um, Maddie, how long, you can, you probably know this, how long has Sentinels been around? Like, as an org total? As an org total. Because what? We have... I mean, yeah, if you look at those who were already in it... Founded 2016, formerly Phoenix One. Okay, that yeah, the so, Phoenix One thing we knew. So 2016, 2017? Okay, so they've been around for a little while. Since the start of Halo 5, basically. And what were KCP? Were KCP 2020, 2021? In terms of being built? I'm genuinely asking. I really don't know. 2018, wait, 2016 Foundy Day. They've been around a while. Yep, that's, yep, 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 yep. So currently, while Will looks- Founded in 2019. 2019, okay. Okay. So currently we have Phase- Massive, looking to go public. Optic, one of the largest in the world. Space Station. How long has Space Station been around? Best merch in the game. But how long has Space Station been around? I thought they were relatively new as well. Sentinels do have a big financial backing. Yes, we've talked about that mm-hmm. last week. And Maddie, thank you for providing that information last week. Appreciate you. 2017 for SSG? Yes. Yep, so Space Station's new. United's been around a while. Navi been around a while. G2 been around a while. Cloud9 and Fnatic have been around a while as well. So realistically, the newest out of that group would technically be Sentinels, but the financial backing of Sentinels, I guess I understand, but Space Station would be the newest there. When you look at the whole esports world too, how much reach does KCP have? Correct. They have a Rocket League team. If I'm not mistaken, they have, I think, they, I am I know they have other teams in other esports, especially now. And, like, when I look at space, didn't Space Station win a Rainbow Six Siege World Championship? Am I wrong? I could very well be wrong, but did Space Station win? United States Nationals 2019. Uh, Rainbow Six Invitational 2020. First place, uh, Pro League Season 11. NALS1, U.S. Division, Stage 1 Champions. First place, NAL 2021 Season Stage 2. They're, I mean, up until, yeah. I mean, they've always, looking at their tournament results, lowest placing was a 5th through 8th, but it's all it's been that and above with a string of one, two, three, four tournament wins in a row. Yeah, Chio says six invitational 2020 was the world championship win. KCP has Rocket League, Gears, Rest in Peace, and Splitgate. Okay, so they're they're new. They're like 
Yeah, like I know of them in the the Halo realm, but I guess I didn't know much about them. Yeah, and I knew I knew they had a Rocket League team, and like Gears, rest in peace, obviously. But like Splitgate is still Splitgate has a ways to go. Great game, don't get me wrong, but they have a ways to go in the esports scene. Kansas City Royals do back KCP, right? So they have some backing, but reach-wise, they're quite small. I don't know if they have backing from the Royals. I just know that they worked with the Royals to do that boot camp. Yeah. But I don't know if they have direct backing by the Royals. I don't think if... I mean, the Royals tweeted them out, which was huge for them. Absolutely. Yeah, SSG has a lot more teams, so... Then maybe it is a financials thing. Again, I don't want to assume, you know, because that's, that's them. Yeah. Um. That is okay. I mean, I. So I'm torn here, right? Because, like, like I said, if you look in the Halo bubble, then yeah, I could see KCP from a North American perspective being considered within the partnership program because they have that passion, right? And they've been around for a little bit. But then again, you look at the grand scheme of things. You look at the grand scheme of things and it's like, I mean, you could look at Ascend on the EU side of things, depending upon where they're at. You could look at. Well, we saw even Luminosity come around. Right. But I don't. Are they trying to get partnered or are they just picking up teams? Right. I don't see them getting in there. At least not now. Let's get V1 in here. But that's the thing, right? Like, are they looking at more broad? Are they looking at more worldly organizations? Or are they looking at an organization that they'd love to have join the HCS with a roster? Are they looking at 100 Thieves? Are they looking at um, a T1? Like, there's, there's a lot of different factors at play here that I don't think we're all looking at. And also, what what is... Um you know, what is the org providing to Halo? It's a partnership. It's not just a, like, you're officially affiliated now. Like Right, it's a partnership. There has to be something that the org's probably giving to HCS, whether that be brand rec- recognition. There has to probably, I, I have a feeling there's some sort of limits on salary with, with pro players right. if you're a partnered org. Because the game's giving you, what profit backing by purchases in the store? Yes, that um, uh, code discounts for tickets. Yeah, which I think may go to them as well, um, to the organizations. Yeah, and I think, and I bet they're going to be working on more things as well, like for the partnership program to make it more worthwhile. But again, it's a partnership; it's a give and take. It's not a. You're right. It's not, it's not like we're going to give you everything. We're going to give you access to the world. It's no, you're going to be treated like everybody else, but this is a partnership. Um, Zarna says, I just can't see too many, if any big orgs not already involved in some way, wanting in at the moment. And then Shio says all, uh, all the ones are basically in already. Uh, Maddie says Ascend makes the most sense because they are more established in the space, but Quadrant has Lando Norris. That's true as well. That's some big backing right there. It is. And Shio says one EU, one um, Australia, New Zealand. That's what he would see. And no one's mentioned Pittsburgh Knights yet. 
Yeah. They are the but, the most dominant in that region. If you wanted to bring a Mexican organization, now it's Pittsburgh Knights, but regardless, whatever. It's weird that like I wonder if having a city name is a detriment because they're not Could franchised, be. right? Could be. Could be. You never know. Shio, it's all good, man. It's all good. It, but that's that's the question, right? It's like I don't want people. I we already see it online. Like I already see it on Twitter that everybody's blowing up about. Oh, KCP should have been shoo-ins like this. What, what the fuck are you guys doing? HCS? Like this should never have happened. They should have been let in immediately. Like I, I can get emotional as well. Don't get me wrong. It's just, when I look at this, it's, and we're talking about this live, this is a bigger situation. It's not just, Oh, you guys have been representing halo infinite since the beginning. You guys have a pretty damn good roster within the game. Here's a partnership program access. It's not that simple. Clearly it doesn't sound like it's that simple. But it, it I, I don't want to say that it doesn't suck because it absolutely fucking sucks for that team, for the fans. Yeah. At, at this point, I think uh, for me, I, I, to make any sort of emotional judgment, I need more information on what, what is going on with that partnership program? Like right. we just don't know. What are the deciding factors? Yeah. What goes into it? So who knows? Unfortunate for KCP. Yeah. Obviously you want them in, you want them there with the, what they've been doing and what they've, they've stood by halo. So would love to have them in there. I'm just wondering what disqualifies them. Cause there has to be a reasoning, right? If the, if, if this is a good partnership for HCS, it it should go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Definitely and, unfortunate. And, and it, it it could just be a, a no for now, right? Maybe there's other plans in place. Absolutely. That this could happen later down the line. And they did say, now, the, the only unfortunate thing that I see here is that Tashi said that they want to bring in one to three teams for year two. Which means from the sounds of it, no, anything can change. Anything can change. But with the information that we have right now, that's one to three teams for the entire year. So now Maddie brings up um, some questions for applying teams from HCS. What sponsors are you planning to work with at the end of the 22-23 um, what are you, what are your followings on all social media and content platforms? Um, how do you view your social platforms strategically? For example, Twitter is largely used for X, YouTube is used for Y, and here's how they coexist. What's the content strategy you're looking to deploy with Halo? Level of investment, dollars, and so on and so forth. So there is a lot that goes into it. KCP's docu-series has been solid as well content-wise. Absolutely. But that's just one thing, you know? That's just one item. What else are they doing? I'm not trying to be a shitter. I'm like, I'm genuinely asking, like, what else are they doing? So. And this. Never mind, I don't even. You know what? I will say it. Fuck it. Um, so they put on that boot camp, right? Yeah. Uh, 
this gets back to the whole, like another issue that happened well before I'm not going to name names because we already hashed it out on the show, but, uh, someone did something, um, supposed to be out of the kindness of their heart. Didn't from, from a statement that that person made, it didn't sound like it was out of the kindness of that person's heart. And a different individual was mentioned, like they put on that boot camp. And I just want to say putting on the boot camp doesn't automatically mean that you're deserving of being within the program. You should be doing it out of the kindness of your heart and wanting to see the scene grow, wanting to see your players grow. It's good that you did it. Don't get me wrong, but don't be coming out here saying that we did this. We should be partnered. No, it's really fucking cool that you did that, but that doesn't automatically get you entry. That's not how the rules work. You can't buy yourself in whether it be money or good graces. Shio says, honestly, the KCP turned down a sort of similar, uh, to if a team like 100 thieves was turned down, they had the community support for it and everything, which I guess in a sense is a good glimpse at their impact levels on the scene. And she, but she, you and I both know hundred thieves is so much bigger than KCP, at least right now. Like for, for Christ's sake, like hundred thieves is a lifestyle brand at this point. Yeah. And I know, you know that it's just, I just want, I want people to understand that. Like, that's why I keep mentioning hundred thieves because yes, they do not have a roster within the title, but their reach would be much greater than a KCP. And that's nothing against KCP. They're up and coming. They're, they're, they're growing, obviously. It is crazy to me that 100 Thieves did do a Halo cl- collab with their merch. They did. And they never fielded a team. They never did. But that shit sold out immediately. Yes, it did. Yep. Ooh. So... Yeah, it's just, I don't want people, uh, yeah, I just keep seeing stuff online about like, I get it, emotions and all that. You see it and you're like, why the fuck didn't they get in? They absolutely deserve to get in. I'm not saying they didn't deserve to get in, but clearly there's a lot more behind the scenes that we don't know about. Um, And while I am all about having more context and having more information, it's their decision to make. It's their decision to make. And KCP are just going to have to try harder next time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I said it before. I thought they were going to get in personally. The passion's there. And that's more, that's more than you can say for other, uh, other organizations within the scene as well. Am I glad Luminosity's back? Yes. I still have in the back of my mind that they left before. What's going to stop them from doing it again? I mean, a lot of these orgs have come and gone. Exactly. So, like, it's it's a thing that I always keep in the back of my mind. KCP are doing great things. Do not get me wrong. KCP are doing phenomenal things. And I really hope they continue to do it. Like the boot camps and whatnot but out of the kindness of what they're doing, not for some thing that they're looking to get in return. I know how the world works. That's how the world works. I get it. 
But sometimes I just, you know, sometimes I think people are just better than that. But it is what it is. And I'm not trying to shit on that organization either. It's just people look at the situation. Like Will said, it's not, this isn't the end for them. Right. It's not like they're being kicked out of HCS. No. Why, why can't you continue to do what you're already doing? Absolutely. And I hope that they do. I hope that they take this as fuel to work even harder, to get their org even bigger, make it even more successful, and then go right back to them. If you still want to, that's the big thing too. If you still want to down the line, if you feel like Halo is still relevant in your mind, I mean, make that move. Hell, with with the roster changes that are currently happening mm-hmm. and the turmoil within teams, KCP could break a top four and get a huge payout at Worlds. I could see that happening, possibly. Now, th- there was another scrim that we did not talk about on the show. Right, Soul Snipe. Yeah, they had they had a couple, maybe there was a Smurf on there or whatever, but like they had a little bit of a roster change as well within a singular scrim. Maybe someone just wasn't available. Like I, right. I who knows? Like I I got a stomach bug. I can't play tonight, guys. Okay, well we still want to uh oblige the scrim. Mm-hmm. We'll f- pick someone up and play. Like it could be anything. I, I try not to look at those scrims as like set in stone. This is what's happening. Absolutely. So, um, unfortunate for KCP, but it's the way the cookie crumbles. And uh, bringing what? it back to the Bruce Almighty reference I made before the show. Oh, that was his, I that guess was his, so. That was his tagline. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I didn't even fucking think about that, but I, yeah, I guess that's topical for what we talked about before we started recording the show. That works. Maddie says I looked today and phase with bound scrim Druck Tolik Nick and collect. Yeah. Again. Can- a scrim's a fucking scrim. Collect is still on SSG. Nick is still on a United. He's just being loaned, right? No, no. I, I just think he's literally just on the team. I don't. I don't know if any loans are taking place. Well, Nick was playing with Phase, wasn't he? When when did Phase play? When has Phase played anything? Uh, just the the players are. Filling in spots yeah. where they need yeah. to. No, to our knowledge, no contracts been signed. No contracts been bought out. Players are just, you know. Because, I mean, players. Free flowing. If someone's bought out or moved, it seems to be widespread on Twitter. Oh, like, immediately. Instantly. Yeah, and nothing's been fucking said yet, so I'm not. We say it all the time, and I think that the, I think it still holds true. Scrims mean nothing. So until something's officially announced, take a scrim. Use Halo Data Hive while you still fucking can. <laughs> and go look at them and whatnot. But like, don't read into it too much, okay? Until something's officially announced, don't look into it too much. And the other thing that I want to comment on that real quick is that I saw like somebody, I saw people comments, you'd be like, well, we, we just need storylines to talk about in Halo. It's like, well, don't make the storyline for the sake of making the storyline, okay? Like this this supposed phase roster. People are like, we just need something to talk about. Well, don't fucking make up shit. It's a scrim for Christ's sake. These contract negotiations are a lot bigger than you may think they are. A lot of money's involved. A lot of logistics are involved. 
Just because they played together in a scrim that literally doesn't mean anything doesn't mean that they're now a team. Sure, you can go ahead and speculate all you want, but like, come on. Just wait till there's even a potential of an announcement. Sorry to the pioneers. I feel for you. I really do. Hope you guys just keep grinding it out. And like I said, if the opportunity arises again and you guys still feel that Halo is relevant enough for your organization, then go for it again. But hell, maybe you could take this as an opportunity to be like, maybe it's not even fucking worth it. The way this game's going, holy shit. Who knows? But I feel for you. I truly do. I really thought you guys were going to, I thought you, I really thought you guys were going to be in. So, but Hey, as with everything, my predictions are always wrong. So fuck it. Well, it's time for con of the games. Oh, watch. Oh, I like it. You went back to the news segment. Look at you. Oh no. You stayed on the news segment. I'm a fucking idiot. Never mind. Technically it was news. How awesome was that? Yeah, it worked out. It was. I have nothing to talk about for COD other than the Rockers suck. Moving on to Will's Adventures with the Lovers and other games too. Actually, fuck that. I want to say, Maddie, your subliners are doing well. Good for you guys. Hopefully that shit continues. Because that's that's their home major is the next one. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, they're doing well so far in the uh, in like the qualifiers leading up to it. Fucking poggers. All right. What'd you play, Will? I played some Halo Infinite. I tried to stream on Wednesday. Better than me. <laughs> I did not play at all. Tried to stream to the, the Pro Talk channel on Wednesday. Yeah. My first, my <laughs> capture card burnt out. And then my computer crashed because of the capture card misreading. So it all just went to shit. Oh my God. Is everything okay? The capture card is like fucked up. What? Yeah. And Corsair, because Corsair now owns Elgato, your customer service is shit. Oh no. You know, fill out a form on our site and then someone will email you an hour later, which hour is pretty good turnaround time, right? Yeah. But when the person's like, we usually don't warranty stuff until you talk to technical support. Okay, how do I talk to technical support? No response for four days. Five now. How do I talk to your fucking technical support? Because it's not on your website. There's no contact info. There's no other way to email. I just get another form sent to the same thing. So if I get someone who's like, if I'm like, I need to talk to technical support. And they're like, well, we don't warrant. I'm going to be like, okay, just fucking warranty it then because I can't talk to your technical support. So, capture card still crash. Can't capture gameplay. So, I did try playing on PC. I got my settings right, so it stutters. Or frame drops at not fight time. When I'm, like, off spawn, it'll, like, uh, 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 and then go. But, felt smooth enough. Uh, but I still, it crashes. It does. About every, like, hour, hour and a half. Okay. Um... So I I was playing ranked with the the man in chat Zarners, and uh, seven seven help now exactly yes um call Corsair support <laughs> eight seven seven help now 
I crashed on PC, lost like the 15 CSR immediately. I'm like, mm. fuck it. I'm going back to console. When I went back to console again, all my like UI settings, my every, everything was just reset. Like I went back to red and blue where I usually run purple and yellow. Um, Bro. It's just fucked. Zarda says, yeah, I crashed about once an hour on PC as well. What the fuck? The crashing's not fixed. That's still going on. What the fuck? Built from the ground up my ass. Go ahead. I'm sorry to take away from you. So, yeah. um, Infinite. Um, And then. (laughs) Infinite problems. To play a game. To be as mindless, as, almost as mindless as fucking possible, I downloaded House Flipper nice. on PC. And you just you go and paint walls. You clean up some dirt. You buy some things. Put radiators on the wall. You put know. radiators on the wall? Yeah, the heaters. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I love how you just point that out. Like, that's feature of the game. You know, heated towel racks in the bathroom. Welcome to House Flipper where you put radiators on the wall. There was literally a house I had to go to and that's all they needed was like four radiators installed. And then you flip that fucking house? I did. I did. I made some money. I mean, I've made like 70 grand so far. That's the awesome. thing that bugs me is there was a DLC update to be able to like mow yards and stuff. Oh shit. But it's my jam. Right, right. But here's the thing. Yeah. They made the yards all like long and like weeds and all that. But if you don't buy the DLC, you can't mow them. So they just exist in that state. Ooh, it look terrible. So yeah, I'm like, fuck. Like I can't do anything about it because it was a game pass game. I really don't want to pay for the DLC. I, yeah. This was just something to easily do. So that's the next progression of game pass is that they just include DLC. Could be. I mean, I, I think it would be... Sorry to derail just for a second. No, I think it'd be incredible because they bought. So, so Microsoft acquired Bethesda. Bethesda has Elder Scrolls Online. How incredible would it be to say that you have an MMO on your platform that you get every expansion that releases? Like you get like ESO Plus, which is a separate thing than the actual expansions, but like you get ESO Plus. And you get access to the latest expansions as they release because you have Game Pass. Like, that would be, I mean, that'd be a monstrosity, but, like, that would be so fucking amazing. Or Starfield comes out, and they release uh, they release a campaign expansion to Starfield like they do for Fallout, right? But you get access to that expansion because you're a Game Pass subscriber. Yeah. And the, the, the thing that I'm always wary about is, Sure, I could buy the DLC, mm-hmm. but what happens if that game goes off Game Pass and now I'm stuck with DLC I can't even access? Yep, but if you had access to the DLC through Game Pass, then hey, I want to have maybe maybe hell increase the price by two fifty a month, or just included an ultimate. Yeah, because that's yeah. already your most expensive. Exactly, and then hey, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle, <laughs> fucker. Um, but those are the two games I played this week. Very nice. I watched a ton of shows. Finished yeah. Umbrella Academy. Fuck. Finished Stranger Things. Okay. Um. I watched some like. You caught up on the boys? No, never watched the boys. Should watch the boys. Good show. Um. So yeah, that's that's what I've done. Oh, Critical Role. Watched a shit ton of Critical Role. It's definitely something that I should watch, but I'm afraid because there's a lot of it. 
There's a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah, I started... I haven't watched season one or season two, campaign one or two of Critical Role. Only campaign three. And I sent you that one series. That's a four-episode series. That's a good, like, get your feet wet with that. Right. But you said I might not understand some things that are happening because it'd be beneficial to see the campaign previous to it. Either way, I can just, I can watch just, this four just episodes. Just watch it. Okay. Just enjoy the story and, and the, the feelings that it invokes. Because, like... I had never cried from watching D and D, but at the end, my eyes were, you know, like someone was cutting onions or something was going Jesus on. Maybe my allergies Christ. were flaring up in that last, uh, you know, that, yeah. Okay. In that last episode. I dig it. Just watch it. I'll watch it. You know, they're about four hour episodes, four of them. F- the fuck? Yeah, that's why, like, when I play D&D on Saturdays, it goes from 5 to 10 p.m. They're, they're Holy sessions. moly. Okay, I mean, that yeah, makes sense. And just to think, those those four four-hour episodes take place all within 24 hours in, in, in game time. Jesus Christ. All right, yeah, I'll fucking, I got your link, so I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. Man. Crazy. You should watch The Boys. It's really good. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. It is very, very good. Have you seen the new Top Gun movie yet? No, I haven't even seen the original Top Gun movie. Never mind. All right. Yep. It's on the list. On the list. All right. But yeah, that's that's it. What about you, Josh? I played one game. I said, yeah. I beat one game, actually, because I hadn't beaten it yet. So I beat uh, Ratchet & Clank Future Quest for Booty, mm. which is like the standalone little DLC esque Ratchet and Clank game on the PS3 in between future tools of destruction and future crack in time. Um, because I never actually played through the PS3 Ratchet and Clank games. And I love that franchise. What? Like most people on this life, you were on a quest for booty. Oh my God. Wow. Um, so yeah, I beat tools of destruction like a year or two ago. Um, and then I finally beat quest for booty. Um, and then I, I have two left. I have a uh, crack in time and then into the nexus. And then technically I'm caught up because I played all the other ones and I played the, the PS4 remake of one. And then I played the, uh, the new one rift apart. So I wish I could get into the boys. My man's in uh, season three. It's so good, Beth. It's so good. It's fucked up, but it's so good. Another Amazon show that is fucked up, but really good is invincible. That show teases the hell out of you in the first episode. You think that is some rinky-dink-ass basic animated superhero show. And then towards the end of the first episode, everything changes. And my, I, I may have told you this already, Will, but my jaw was like, obviously not literally because it wouldn't hit the floor, but like my jaw was on the floor when that moment happened in the first episode, it was unbelievable. And I messaged Dom immediately after. And I'm like, I got to the part. I get it now. And that show is really good. Um, Zarner says, I've been watching a random uh, history show on Apple TV called for all mankind. And it's honestly better than it has any right to be. Yeah. That's the one where they go to the moon. Isn't it? I got to watch that too. Hey, 
topic of TV real quick. If you have not watched Severance on Apple TV+, Plus, you are doing yourself a disservice. Severance is, again, fucked up, but amazing. Made by Ben Stiller, of all people. Hmm. But it's it's not it's not you know like a Ben Stiller thing, it's not like a fucking happy go lucky funny comedy thing. It's very dark. It's funny in spots for sure, but it is a very dark show. Very good. Hell yeah, awesome! You should definitely add it to the list, Arn. It's very good. Only one season so far. That's all I played. All right, one thing. Shoutouts. Shoutouts. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. That includes. We have a list. We do have a list. That includes um, Elated Dartboard, <laughs> The Hunted 18, A Pickle Jar 72, Ammonia, Danimals. Yo, shout Danimals. out Danimals. And Jolteon. Thank you all so very much for the follows. Uh, Davey Wavy with the 26-month resub. Jesus Christ. King J with the follow and the sub. Yo Mullins with the follow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all, for, all for Delilah with the follow. Zarners with the 14-month resub and high-tech redneck with the 26-month resub as well. For the resubs, you all get a... Wait, sound? Did we lose sound? I don't think we did. No, I think we're okay. I think, just I think you're just sound saying of the sounds. Sub. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. You all get... Woo! 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 There it is. Zarners freaking us out. I was so caught off guard. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, my God. But thank you all so very much for the follows and the subs. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and if you subbed, enjoy the emotes. And then happy belated birthday to Lethal the Caster, who also did a phenomenal job um, in Valencia. Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief. Happy birthday to you, gents. Belated birthday, that is. Um, Yeah, thanks a lot, Shio. Greatly appreciated. Just throwing me off my fucking game. Yeah, you know, it's not like we had mixer issues like oh two my. months ago. Dude, or the, smacking the fucking table yeah. and it just cuts out completely. Yep, you, you tap the table, mixer's out. Yep. Community creations, Halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Um, there's Pistola art, which is phenomenal. Yeah, it is amazing. It's by Picasso829 on Reddit. Go check it out. We have. I'm going to read through the thing. Uh, we have LVT Patreon. That's right. Louis V. Titans uh, Patreon is officially launched. Go check that out. It's by LVT Productions. The HCS Source Episode 1 by Active and Why Not Be Reckless. They have a new show that's out. You can go check out Episode 1. It's out now. And then we have the Arena 8-Man's Discord. This is by Spartan. He says, if you're a Halo player looking to play something other than ranked and want to start getting into 8s and getting your name out there, join the Arena 8-Man's Discord server. You're welcome in advance. And then finally, an update to Clips of the Day and Week by High Tech Redneck. She says, figure this will be easier than doing a multi-tweet thread. Think I'm going to have to put the Clips of the Day and Week videos on pause for the time being. My internet is making it really hard to play as much as I want, and when I'm able to play for an hour or so, I'm not really able to enjoy it because I'm stressed about trying to get clips. It's also led to uploading stuff I'm not happy with just to say I uploaded it that day. I want the clips I post to be the ones I actually get excited about. 
like a yo that was sick let me clip it shit reaction rather than the well it's something to post feeling i've been having all too often recently i'll still upload when i do get something but it probably won't be nearly as consistent I hope to bring back, uh, bring it back once my internet gets back to its normal level of suckage rather than what, what it's been the last month or so. I'm sorry to everyone who watches my clips regularly. I just want to be proud of what I post rather than how it's been lately. Thank you all so much for the, all support over the last three years of consistent uploads. I'll be back and hopefully better than ever. Fuck. Yes, you will, Beth. And I'm sorry your internet is not great. That sucks. But hey, I'm looking forward to the clips you do post when they are fucking sick. And yeah, Zarners, that Pistola art was amazing. It's like got some it's like Doctor Strange vibes to it, too. Yeah. It looks fucking awesome. So good. Well, that's it for this uh, loaded-ass episode of the show. So therefore, if you wouldn't mind doing me a solid and plugging this loaded fucking show. Of course, you can find us... On all the podcast services out there, go search for HTS Pro Talk. Um, Josh's favorite is Pocket Cast. There you go. Yep. Um, join the Discord, people. Links provided in the Google Docs, the show notes of the show. Find it on our Twitter and the link tree that's provided. Speaking of Twitter, the social media sites we're on are Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search for HTS Pro Talk there. If you want to watch VODs, go check out youtube.com slash HTS Pro Talk. If you want to watch live, come on over to our Twitch page or channel, whatever you call it, twitch.tv slash htsprotalk. And then also check out htsprotalk.com for whatever's on there. Josh, I don't even know what's on there anymore, Josh. On what? The the, the website. Uh, oh, it, uh, previous episodes, just like an archive, I guess they, you could say. There you go. Yeah, go check that out. Go check it out. And then our, our landing page looks cool. <laughs> that's it though <laughs> all right um if you want to check out an even cooler website all right go check out evolvedhalo.com your home, home for halo for halo go yes it is they have shows such as podcast evolve mission debrief halo tv plus book club builds with blocks and halo headlines and we also have our own page over there that probably looks better than our own page huh do it do it yeah they, their their website's way better just way better. Go there. They got their shit in line, huh? <laughs> so please go check out EvolvedHalo.com, your home for Halo. Do that's, it up. That's all I got. Hell yeah, dude. Any uh, last words, remarks? Uh, Maddie, are you still here? Lingering phrases. Is Maddie still here? Can Josh summon Maddie? Can I will? summon Maddie? Maddie, are you in the chat? I must say that's a no. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a no as well. Maddie, get the fuck in here. What do you got? What's your question? Well, I would have a question. There's a Funko Pop you can buy right now, and I know he's going to be interested in it. <laughs> I just want to make sure he doesn't miss out on the opportunity to get the what, Funko what Pop. What is the Funko Pop? Uh, the weapon. Sorcartuna Impostana. Ah. Again, failed naming convention that they missed an opportunity there. Where is this Funko Pop available? It is officially on GameStop only. Um, ex well, exclusive to the U.S. at GameStop. Um, is it a chase? Uh, I think it's glow in the dark. I literally just typed Cortuna. <laughs> Cortuna Impostana? It's glow in the dark? I think it is glow in the dark, yeah. Yeah, glow in the dark, yep. Ooh. Um, here, I'll send you the link. Let me make sure that's it. Yeah, that's it. 
You know, I'll just I'll post it in fucking chat. How about that? It doesn't show up if you search for the weapon. Here. There. It's in chat. I just searched Halo. Feel free to select it. So yeah, pre-orders are available right now. Apparently it'll release this month, which is cool. Um, if it doesn't load, just reload. Like refresh. It took me one refresh for the page to actually load. So yeah, just don't be surprised if it doesn't load immediately upon first. Yep, we cannot find the page you're looking for. See, there it is. And you reload it and there it is. See? Easy peasy. Close blue. Listen to your boy. God damn it. It's a pre-order. Yeah, it releases this month apparently. See so, ya. Yeah, there you go. All right. So I actually I literally got uh uh one in the mail today. Number 24 there 24 at the end of the row. over there, Spartan yeah. 7? Sure. Whatever that is. That's the uh, multiplayer one. Yep, I was waiting months for it. And I finally got it. So yeah, have fun ordering Funko Pops, guys. It's a fucking pain in the ass to get them on time. But hey, it'll be a nice little Just, treat when you when it comes in the mail. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot I ordered that months ago. Yeah, then you get sucked into collecting and have tons of them. Yep. That is true. I don't need this. It is true. Oh, man. All right. People still going crazy over the KCP thing. All right, guys. That is going to do it for episode 242 of HGS Pro Talk. If you are watching live, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy Tuesday evening to come spend some time with us, talk about some Halo, talk about some other things that are happening, and uh, having a discussion around the breaking news that happened during the show. It's greatly appreciated. Um, if you were checking out the VOD of the show or listening to the audio version of the show, I hope you're having a great day, evening, uh, month, year, week shit, whatever you're doing. Hope you're having a great one. And thank you for taking the time to watch and or listen to the show. It is greatly fucking appreciated. And I do truly mean that. Um, like Will said, I'm going to say it again too. If you want to join part of the conversation as well, and you're not able to tune in live to the show, join the discord server. We have it linked in the link tree on Twitter. You can type in exclamation point discord in the Twitch chat at any time. We don't have to be live for you to do it. You can do it. You'll get a link or, and, or leave a YouTube comment. We read those, respond to those, join the conversation. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Thanks again, everybody for taking the time to hang out with us. However you do so means a shit ton. We'll be back next week to talk about God knows what happens in this wonderful, terrible scene that we are a part of. Um, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. But until then, bye-bye. <laughs>